Hey, hey, y'all. Hey, hey, y'all. This one is explicit. Hello, Elsie. Oh, my. Hello, Des. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Getting ready for 2016. Oh, my God. I know. Uh, I don't think this year actually happened. It was such a blur. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it was such a blur because I keep thinking, and I now things that happened this year, I think like, oh, well, we've been doing that for, for years. Uh, I know. No, we, we, did, we just did that. <laughs> yeah. We just started this year doing that. We so, did so much this year. I mean, I know we already talked about it, but like, it just feels like all a blur now. Ooh, went by so fast. Oh my gosh. It's crazy. But this episode, ladies and gents is incredible. It is, it really is amazing. So if, mm-hmm. if you're listening to this, so maybe this is the first time that you're listening to She Podcast, you are going to get a treat because you get an opportunity to hear from over 30 podcasters telling mm-hmm. you all kinds of incredible insight about the tools that they use, as well as things they wish they would have known, their challenges this year, so that you can see podcasting not just as the pitch that you hear from out there in the potosphere and in the, what is it, in the in internet marketing world about how, you know, about podcasting, but really from, from being in the trenches and what it really takes to do a show. Mm-hmm. So, yay! So this amazing episode is really brought to you by Boss Jock, who is our incredible sponsor. Uh, You can find Boss Jock at bossjockapp.com. And Boss Jock is, if you don't know, an iOS app for apps. It's a, it's a universal app, so it's both for iPad and for iPhone, and it's an easy way to record your audio and do all kinds of really fancy things with it. They have two different versions. They have Boss Jock and they have Boss Jock Junior, which is a little bit easier in, in terms of the, I guess I can't say really, yeah, it is easier. It's just simpler. It's simpler. I think just, so. Yeah, it's simpler. It looks like different. It's lighter. It's brighter. Uh, but the proper jo- Boss Jack has a lot more going to it. It has all kinds of different ways for you to export uh, to, into different types of files. It has ways to embed all kinds of um, ID3 tags onto there, FTP things out to somewhere Music else. and stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, actually, Bostock doesn't have the music. Bostock Jr. has the music. So you can. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they have both of those are are incredible little apps, and they've really they're amazing. I want. I keep wanting to use it even even more as of late, particularly for my girls. Mm-hmm. And our other sponsor, Audio Editing Solutions, AudioEditingSolutions.com. Um, you'll hear a lot of our podcasters share about outsourcing uh, their workflow and team podcast over at teampodcast.com. Both of those can really, really help out with you organizing your productivity, organizing your ability to get things out, making sure you sound amazing and having a workflow that can really work for you. So those two are going to be amazing. We'll mention them at the end of the show because then you're going to be like, what was it? What was it that the girl, what what did they say? Who are the sponsors? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, so, but before we get started, let's just really quickly do a, today's our last day of our sale. Jess, do you want to talk a little bit about what that is? Oh my God. 
Yeah. So um, it's our after Christmas sale on everything in the shop, 50% off, similar and actually the exact same to the Black Friday sale. Um, (laughs) Everything is 50% off Saturday, Sunday, and today, which is Monday. So if you're listening to this later because you like your podcasting on demand, I'm sorry, you've missed it. I know, bummer. Because it's, yeah, it's, it's Monday, December 28th is when it'll be over. Yes. So if, so you, if you, you are an early bird listener and you wanted to pick up something in our shop, the podcasting school for women is half off. The sponsorship um, course is half off. And that was $49 to begin with. And also if you look in our She Podcast group, or even if you don't, um, tons of people have been using it and banging out sponsors left and right. It's crazy. It's so this crazy. I got two this month from using the course and a couple other guys have been like, thank you so much. I landed a sponsor, I landed a sponsor, I landed a sponsor. So um, yeah, it's working. Yay. <laughs> Yay. So, I know. Uh, pick it up. It's $25. What else is in there? Elsie has an amazing Skype course that's all about making the most of your audio and your um, recording settings for you and your guests and Skype, as well as some interview techniques and stuff. It's really amazing. And that's already, again, a low... Um, lowly priced course. So I think it's under $20 with the sale. Yes, it is. Right? It's, it's originally 36, 36 bucks. So half of that, man, it's like a no brainer. You definitely need to do that. And for those not- of you, uh, th- then I have a garage band tutorial too, which is very, it, it's actually really, really simple. And it's a tutorial for the latest garage band, garage band 10. So if there's a lot of you guys who have not upgraded because you feel like, Oh my God, they don't have the podcast thing on there anymore. I'm going to kill myself. Um, I walk you through it. <laughs> and it's really not that big of a deal. I, I was in the same boat as y'all were. I refused to upgrade because I didn't want to lose out on the things that I thought that I would be losing. Turns out that I wasted my time doing that. And I finally just downloaded it, played with it, and found it to be really easy to work with, uh, faster, it's not, especially with the exporting, it's so much faster than the other thing. It also takes out, it takes up, I didn't mention either of these things on the tutorial, but it takes up a lot less memory and, and uh, battery power, which was, uh, it's amazing because the last GarageBand, oh my God, every time I was editing and I was not plugged in, holy cow. Yeah. It would be like, suck the, suck the battery life, suck the battery life. Yeah. So right. it was really good. But anyway, so if you want any of those things, please, please, please go check out the coupon code GIFT2015. That's what you have to use. You, so you check out, you go to shepodcasts.com slash shop. And when you check out, use the coupon code GIFT2015. And that will be uh, available all the way till the end of the day through December 28th, which is Monday. GIFT2015. GIFT2015. Gift. Gift. Gift 2015. 2015. All right. Now I'm doing subliminal and gift. So, gift 2015. You, 2015. you should just through like the end of this just be going gift 2015. Gift <laughs> 2015. <laughs> but, and gift. Then, so in our last episode, <laughs> you know, did you hear Jessica? Jessica was speaking very fast and she said HTML really fast. And I thought she said Shamel or something along those lines. I thought it was another Jewish expression. Was I speaking really fast or was I just not enunciating because I didn't feel well? I don't know what it was, but one of our That's listeners... That's a new survey I need to know. Yeah, the new survey. One of our listeners, Patrick Keller from the Big Seance Podcast. Hey, Patrick. Uh, hey, thank Patrick. You. He created a poll and it only has one question. It's basically, what did Jessica say? And he has the time code. <laughs> 
<laughs> so in case you need to re-listen. In case you need to re-listen. So we'll have a link in the show notes. It would be awesome if you filled out that one survey question. I'd yeah. love to see what the answers are because I think that would be really funny. Same. Yeah. So anyway, let's get on. Let's get started with our beautiful uh, podcast episode here that we have of over 30 people telling you stuff. So we'll answer the questions pretty quickly ourselves. So yeah, you first. You me first. first. Yes. So what is the tool that like that I, what is the microphone that I use? That I use What's your this? tool? What's that should tool? be the question. What's your tool? What's your LC? tool? No, this is actually the microphone question. What is Black the microphone that I use? I use the Zoom H2N, which is an uh, digital rec- like you know, voice recorder, but I use it as my USB microphone and I love it and I can't stand it. It's the best thing ever. And my favorite tool that I use for podcasting related things as of now has been Byword. Byword is just a text, a plain text app, which I've talked about extensively on the show before. And I use it for everything. And really I I write in Markdown. I have templates in that. I write all my blog posts in there. I wrote, I actually write a lot of the tweets in there as well. One more time. What is it? By word, B-Y word. Word. This was on your Christmas list. Yes, it was. It's amazing. I love By word. So I use it a lot. I use it a lot. And um, particularly for copying and pasting uh, blog posts into the site and whatnot. Um, and all, I think the biggest challenge that I had this year was getting the show out, not this, even just this show, but shows out consistently because as you will hear from all of our ladies out there, um, it's tough. (laughs) And some of the biggest (laughs) tips that they gave were to batch produce and to have things in the can so that you don't feel stressed out and all this stuff. Well, we, we tried. There was a there was a, a time when we were a week ahead, but I feel that this is a harder a harder show to do that way. Do you feel that way, Jess? That we could batch produce episodes? You know, I almost prefer the way we do it now only because I mean, yes, that would be convenient, but then we wouldn't be able to talk about topical stuff like that $57 guy. Right. Exactly. He, if we had planned in advance, we wouldn't get to that episode for like another couple of weeks and by then maybe we'd stop bothering people. We can't risk that. <laughs> So, <laughs> but no, I, I like to know, you know, I like that something happens and then we talk about it on Monday. Yeah. That, I like that. So, uh, most topical shows, obviously you should do on the fly anyway, but, um, once in a while, if we had like an emergency one, but still I fear we would say something that would make people know right. that we were just shoving in an emergency episode because we talk about the weather and the stuff we're doing. So, Yeah. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to do it in advance, but I'm over it. Me too. And so, given that, I think one of the things did I did I solve the issue? I think it's a mindset issue. It's about the just the issue of being overwhelmed all the time. So it, I think if we could plan all the other stuff better, it actually worked out. It, it's been working out very very well. And now that we have John in our on our team from Audio Editing Solutions, who, who's our producer, he's been really helpful to be able to to get at least that off of the table for us. And it's been really great. It's been a great, it's, it's been a great process to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And what would I have wanted to know when I first started podcasting and what would I have done differently? Hmm. Well, I actually didn't say gone differently just before I hit go. When I started, nobody was really podcasting. So, um, I, I got all the help that I needed to in terms of, um, production help. I think that if I, 
if maybe if somebody would have told me that this was going to take off to take it a little bit more seriously, maybe that, that would have been something mm -hmm. because I really started podcasting because I loved them. It's like I had to podcast. It wasn't like, Oh, Hey, let's, uh, let's try this as a new strategy for my existing business or because of this. I just really loved it. I just really loved it. So I did it for the love of it. And I guess looking back, what I would suggest to new listeners that are doing it, don't think you have to, even though a strategy, as you will hear from everybody else, is really important. If, if you don't have one, it's okay. <laughs> Give yourself a break. Uh, I didn't, even though I wish I, I, I no, I, you know what? I don't wish it anything differently. I've been doing this for 10 years now and I love it. Amen, so sister. That's it. That's it. Jess, your turn. Okay. Well, my tool is the ATR 2100. Um, my microphone. Your tool my microphone. microphone. Yes. Yeah, my microphone. Um, most people have seen me with a picture of it. It has a red ball on the top to prevent... Um, Hot peas. Um, oh. I have a bunch of other stuff that I don't use, like a pop filter, which I find you need for voiceover, but I don't seem to need it for podcasting, which is weird. And then um, right now it's just on a tiny little um, tripod on my desk. But I had an arm, but it didn't. It, all it did was fall down all the time. So I stopped having an arm. And then um, the next question, what is the biggest podcasting production tip that you adore? Well, for me, um, it is any tool that allows you to rotate stuff. That is the one that I adore. So um, rotating general promotion for She Podcasts, that stuff is the stuff that's the most shared. And the fact that I don't have to do it live is flipping awesome. So like, for example, she podcasts, like getting into a woman in her podcast or whatever. It's just, they're like just general statements and then a link to either our website or iTunes. And that's the stuff that's retweeted the most often and shared the most often. So I know, um, I love that. We rotate it using Meet Edgar which we will, I mean, I might as well mention it else, even though yeah. we're going to promote yeah, it more true. later. Um, we have a promo code for Meet Edgar. So if you want to try Meet Edgar, um, if you do Ed for SheP, um, you get a month free. Your first month will be free. So if you want to give it a shot, Ed for SheP. Um, anyway, so we use Meet Edgar to rotate. There's that. And then also rotate, I also use that to rotate past episodes. So as soon as this episode um promotion is done, I move it to another queue and then they randomly go out so you can enjoy the back catalog of shoe podcasts. Um, and I don't have to do that live, which I really like. Um, it does a host of other things, but that's my best production tip is because I feel like um, it keeps our marketing going and, and helps people listen and re-listen to this stuff. Now, that brings me into the next question, which is what was my biggest podcasting challenge this year? Um, to me, it was, there were two. First of all, I tried to do another podcast and I still want, no, I don't really want to. I really like the <laughs> idea of it, but I don't, I can't see, I can't, I cannot seem to, if I was, let me just put it this way. If I was really passionate about it, I would have found a way to get those episodes up and I haven't. So, and yeah. I don't know why. And so I now don't know what to do with it, but the money cast, I, I, I like the idea of it. I like the topic of it. I can't seem to put up the shows. And so Elsie and I, maybe we can incorporate it into SheP somehow, but it's painful. It hurts me. But so far I can't seem to finish putting up the, even the interviews I've already done. Hmm. 
So that's one challenge. But the biggest challenge I'd like to talk about is outreach. I can market my pants off, but I have not made the time or, or taken the time or found a way to significantly increase our outreach. And that is annoying me. Did I overcome it? No, but I'm getting to it. I'm getting into like we're I'm getting to it. It's 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 we're in what is this now? I guess phase three. We're in phase three. Like phase one is to start. Phase two is to be consistent, maybe gain a little notoriety, perfect the show. And now we're splitting that off. So like phase two and a half, I guess, Elsie is like working on perfecting the show, making it amazing, making sure we have, you know, and and my part will be outreach, I think, and growth and 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 hopefully with that will come finance. But that's not my biggest challenge is monetizing. My biggest challenge, I feel like, is audience increase. Yeah. So listen, guys, if you're listening and you like the show, why don't you freaking share it already? You know what I'm <laughs> share, okay. And share then, it. All right. Don't keep it to yourself, yo. Being the best kept secret ain't that great. Okay. <laughs> and then what do I wish someone would have told me about podcasting before I hit go? The answer is this. When I started podcasting, I yes, I did do it because I wanted... Well, I mean, yes, it was for my business, but it was also because I felt like something was missing in my business, and that is having an audience to laugh at my jokes. And so um, I started the show thinking like, oh, people really get to know my personality, and that worked. But because I came in on the entrepreneurial spin, I thought I had a very clear idea of what it would feel like to be a professional podcaster and what it actually feels like to be a professional podcaster is very different than what I thought it was going to be. Cause at the time I thought it was going to be professional cover art, professional website, maybe a professional intro. I didn't really think much about the content. And I don't really think oh much God. about, I know, Elsie, I know. I didn't think much about the content because I just wanted to enter. I mean, I did, I had a strategy, you know, what I wanted to talk about and stuff, but like, I didn't work hard at it and I didn't really work hard at the audio um, quality. I didn't give two rats cooters about that. So I was just like, I shouldn't have said that. That's kind of crazy. Cooter's not nice. Cooter's That's not, not a nice, nice. word. That's not I, nice. I was going to say patootie. Somehow I turned into cooter. Anyway, <laughs> I, I didn't care what the audio sounded like. And I just like, I mean, sometimes I didn't even use a mic. I would just turn my computer on. I know. I know. And... Now that I have a mic and and it's good and a pop filter, and now that I have a decent, you know, and not that we, you and I have always had a decent editor, but I've never edited my other show. Um, it feels a lot different. A professional podcaster has a professional sounding show, and no one gives a a care about the branding, which was my thing that I right. specialize on anyway. Yep, but. To me, a business mind, you think like, well, if you want to feel professional, you have to look professional. That's the first thing. I mean, that's when you leave the house. That's when you start a business. It's not when you start a podcast. No. And, I, and I wish somebody would have. Not, I mean, but who would have told me that, really? Who would tell me that? I mean, John Dumas, is the, he's not the person that helped me start, but I was, co- I was not copying. I was following the lead of another woman entrepreneur and her things weren't particularly professional and Entrepreneur on Fire wasn't particularly professional looking either. So I don't know what made me think that, but that's just how it felt to me. And now this feels different and better. So that's, that's a great, answer. great, great insight. I really like that insight because yeah. there's part of me that, I mean, I completely agree with the content and the sound and, the, and all that stuff. <laughs> I completely agree. Yes. But do. here's, here's the thing though. This is, but I do feel that po- the podcasting sca- space 
is slightly lacking on the stuff that you excel at, meaning the branding and the way that things look. Oh yeah, that's so, terrible. So it's it's really. Yes. I think that that having both is is a real gift. Being able to find a really great looking website and something that you look at it from the brand perspective and then listen and go like, "Oh wow, that to- that's rad." That mm-hmm. that's very doesn't happen very much because all of us try to do a little too much. I know that there's been podcasts that I've listened to that are um, I mean amazing in terms of content and quality of audio. And I'm like, wow, that's so great. And I, you know, and and I'm not, well, anyway, so they're so great. And then I go to their website and I'm like, holy cow, they don't even have a website Mm -hmm. or they're using, um, you know, the Libsyn template websites, which are fine as well, but you have to, you know, but there's like using those templates and then there's not doing anything with the templates at all. Like it's just the same, like not even putting colors on right, it. Like not even making an effort. Yeah. And, but at the same time, their content is incredible and I'm never going to their website. I'm really only going to be listening. So I understand, but that's yeah. a really great, great, great insight. Jess, really I mean, the website insight. I still think is not the most essential thing for a podcaster. I mean, if it does make you feel professional, I think it's important, but I'm just saying at the, at the start, yeah. um, I wish someone had said, this isn't what's going to make you feel professional. A decent microphone is what's going to make you feel professional. Totally. You know, but who would have, I mean, I don't know who would have told me that, but we're telling you. And that's well, our ladies will tell you guys. Right. Speaking of our ladies. Yes. Let's, nice let's get started on our, I know, on our, uh, well, actually ladies and gent, because you will hear from one of our favorite people's men. Yes. Other show, Making Dad, who right. made, made the cut here. So that's going to be awesome. I'm so excited that they submitted something because now you guys could hear how awesome they are. Right. And we'll get started. This Remember, this is a long one. So you guys can start listening today and listen next week too because we won't have an episode next week. Our first episode for uh, 2016 is going to be January 11th. So uh, you have a, a week or so that we'll be missing. So um, Wait, we're not recording next? Oh, no, because you'll be away. Yeah. That's right. Dude. We know this stuff. So, yes. So, there you go. So, here we go. Let's get started with our 30-plus people that uh, submitted some audio. And uh, enjoy. Yay! Hey there. This is Halelia Zulai from The Talent Grow Show, which you can find at talentgrow.com forward slash podcast. I have been using a lot of different microphones since launching my podcast in March of 2015. Um, I started with a very professional sound mic that I got from my husband's sound and music business, a sure microphone, but I couldn't get it to play nice with my equipment. So I moved to plan B, which was just the regular white headset mic that I got with my phone, with my Samsung, and it worked okay. But um, I, I still had some difficulties with sound, so I finally broke down and bought the Blue Yeti that everybody's talking about, and that's what I'm using to record this. And it's been working pretty okay, although even getting that set up was a bit more of a challenge than I wanted. So what's the biggest podcasting production tip that I can share with you? That is outsource the production, outsource the editing. I didn't, I didn't realize how much work would be involved in that. I started doing research and trying to learn it myself. My goodness, I don't really want to become an excellent podcast editor. I just want to be an excellent podcast host. And I love doing podcasts. And I'm so happy that I can just send the production and the editing 
off to someone else. I found a great guy who's doing some really great work for me and it takes it off of my mind and off of my plate and it's worth it. So worth the money that I, that I spend on it. The biggest podcasting challenge this year has been getting the sound right. Um, environmental challenges. I had internet challenges. I've had mic challenges. I've had software challenges. And so it seems like I'm always in like beta mode or plan B mode. And it's never really exactly right, but it's always pretty good and good enough. And I keep plugging forward. And I think that that's something that's worth doing for everyone who is out there thinking about doing this. And uh, what I wish I, I would have known before podcasting started, I just didn't, two things. One, I didn't realize how much work, not just recording, you know, sourcing people and, and getting it all set up and getting it ready and creating the outline and communicating with people and doing this recording, which of course has been a big challenge. And then all of the post-production work. Um, but I didn't realize also like creating the graphic and setting it up on the website and writing the notes and making the links and all that. Wow, that's a lot of work. It takes a lot of time. But the other thing I didn't know that I didn't, um, maybe I wish someone would have told me, I don't know, is how completely addictive podcasting is. I have loved podcasting. I am so glad I'm doing it. I'm so grateful for it. And I absolutely plan to continue. And um, so, yeah, podcasting is cool. So I hope that uh, you have a great podcasting year in 2016. And thank you to She Podcasts for creating a community of She Podcasters and um, allowing us to share resources and uh, help each other. So make next year great. Thanks. Hi, this is Cheryl Jones from Movies Made Me, which you can find at mmmpodcast.wordpress.com. I've been podcasting since March of 2015, so I'm still pretty new at this, and I'm very excited to be part of this special She Podcasts episode. I use two microphones since I do have a guest-based program. Both mics are Blue Snowball Ice microphones. They're inexpensive, and they provide good sound quality. My biggest podcasting production tip that I particularly adore has to do with both software and hardware. When I first started looking into podcasting and looked at some websites that gave information on how to get started, it seemed like I would need about $650 worth of equipment to start up, and there was no way I could do that. So after thinking about it for a few months, I took another look around online, and I discovered the Blue Snowball Mics. And I discovered that there are really great free or donation-based software programs out there. I use both Audacity for editing and recording and Voice Meter, that's M-E-E-T-E-R, for mixing the audio while I'm recording, since I do have two mics. And I got started with all of that for a lousy $104. So that was a lot more reasonable, and it allowed me to get started. The biggest podcasting challenge I encountered this year was a sound issue. Sometimes when I recorded with guests, my microphone sounded fine, maybe a little bit too high. I was overpowering the audio a little bit. And the guest's microphone, while I could see that it was at about the same levels in voice meter, I could tell in Audacity it wasn't recording as loudly as my mic was. So when I played it back, sure enough, I sounded nice and loud. The guests sounded like they didn't even have a microphone. You could hear them, but they sounded like they were really far away. 
So I finally sat down and did some testing. I set up both my mics. I opened up Voice Meter and Audacity, and I tried the talking into the two different mics while I had them both plugged in at the same time and tried moving the cables around to the different USB ports on my computer. And as it turned out, one of my microphones doesn't like being plugged into two of the three USBs on my computer. It only likes one particular one. So I've marked the mic and the cable for that one. So I always make sure to plug those into the right place. And I use those in case anything goes wrong. And I give the better mic to my guest. The last two episodes I recorded were done that way. And the sound is really good and level again. So I'm very relieved by that. So yes, I did get the problem figured out and resolved. The biggest thing that I wish someone would have told me about podcasting before I hit go was that it would take up most of my time. It's a great thing to do. I love it. I wouldn't give it up for anything. And I knew it would take a lot of time. I just didn't realize how much. The biggest time eater for me beyond editing, beyond the actual recording process with my guests is booking the guests. And that's a really stressful part of the type of podcast that I do, because obviously I have to have a guest every episode. I put episodes out every two weeks. So finding guests actually getting them to respond to my emails or, or to email me from the business cards I give out and finding a date that works for them and for me and getting all of that set up takes a very long time. And that is a stressful process because I've got to keep it going constantly. So I have guests coming up for future dates and future episodes. I really want to thank everyone for putting this special episode together. I love the She Podcasts community. It's great to have other women who are doing this, who are out there on the internet putting their podcasts out and who are on the She Podcasts community on Facebook supporting each other. It's a great, great community. And thank you, Jess and Elsie, for setting this up for us. So very grateful for it. Thank you. Hi, I'm Allison Venuto. And I'm Laura Blankenship from Ideal ISD. Our podcast is targeted at educators, wherein we talk about ideas that will help to create the ideal classroom, the ideal school, and the ideal community. You can find our podcast and social media links at ducksinarowdallas.com. When we're recording, we use a Blue Yeti microphone and record on Audacity. We're working on interviews via Skype and recording through MP3 Skype Recorder. The biggest podcasting production tip that I adore is probably my husband because he does a lot of the technology end of our podcast. Post. He calls it post. Yes. Sorry. Post. Very official. Um, And once we finish recording, he takes it, puts the music on top of it, posts it to the internet and all those kinds of things. And so that's my biggest thing that I would say. Um, If you don't have my husband available to you, then I would say my biggest production tip is just sit down and do it. There will be a million reasons not to and a million loads of laundry you could do instead, but just sit down and start recording. When we get ready to record, we partially script our podcast and then we run through it. We want it to sound fresh and and little mistakes make it sound more natural. We're both really curious readers who are willing to try a lot of new things, so we bring a lot to the table. We also work together, and we have a great relationship, and so we pick a topic and brainstorm through it. What has worked in our classrooms? Maybe what hasn't worked in our classrooms? And then from there, we organize our ideas. I find the whole process just very different and a lot of fun. I like searching for ideas and prepping the information, and it's really nice to have an excuse to spend some time with Allison, uh, even if we are, quote-unquote, working. 
I think she really likes our pool. So let's just be honest about that part too. Our biggest podcast challenge has been getting the word out. We are still working to reach our target audience of educators, administrators, and parents. So that's one of the things that we're working on right now. I think that um, what I wish I would have known before we started this is um, really how self-conscious I might feel when I start talking. Sometimes when we do our rehearsal, I, I just think, okay, that doesn't really sound good. So we might spend more time rehearsing some podcasts than others, um, just because I feel very self-conscious about how the whole thing is organized or how I think I sound that day. And I think it's weird because we're educators and we talk for a living, but there is that self-consciousness that comes from it. Um, One thing that I wish somebody had told me before we podcasted is how to communicate with your audience and respond to their needs. So really being active on social media, listening to what's going on to teachers in their classrooms, administrators, um, just kind of knowing about how to do those kinds of things has been something that we've learned as we've gone on. Also educating our, our audience. I saw recently that about 17% of the population has ever even listened to a podcast. And so I think sometimes we talk about podcasts, but we don't actually educate the people that we interact with. And so I wish that we had, had started that a little bit earlier in our podcast. Check out Ideal ISD at DuxInARowDallas.com. Thanks, She Podcast, for this opportunity. Hello, my name is Lena Gothberg. I live in Sweden. I am the host and the producer of the Shipping Podcast, which you can find on the website shippingpodcast.com. I am new to the podcasting community. I've only been going since the 1st of August. I use a Zoom 2N microphone, and then I edit my podcast in Audacity, which actually was the biggest challenge this year. When I first opened Audacity, I almost got tears in my eyes because it wasn't logical at all. I got frustrated and I didn't know what to do. So I turned to one of my best friends and I asked, have you opened Audacity yet? She said, oh, are you at that point now? Okay, I think maybe we should see if there are any tutorials on Audacity. I promise you, I looked at probably 10 to 15 different tutorials before I dared to open the Audacity again. Elsa is asking, what is the biggest podcasting production tip that you adore? Well, maybe my best tip this year is bring extra batteries when you're going to an interview. I go and see my guests and I sit down with them, having a conversation about themselves. How did they end up where they are now? And what is at the top of their mind right now within the shipping industry? That means I need to bring all the gear to the person I'm going to interview. And I also have to master the equipment with a cool look on my face. So I just tell you, bring extra batteries to every interview you are going to. There is a story behind that. I won't share it with you now. Elsie is asking, what do you wish someone would have told you about podcasting before you hit go? Well, as I was fortunate enough to find the podcasting school for women with Elsie and Jess... I think I was prepped for just about everything that could happen. However, if someone would have told me that not everyone is as much in love with podcasting that I am, that would have helped. I don't know how many mobile phones that I have been trusted with this year. I meet with people. They ask me, what do you do? I've heard about that shipping podcast. How do I get it into my mobile? 
So then I get their mobile and I start downloading the podcast and then I give it back telling them you just need some earplugs now. And they are happy. And I am happy. I've got a new subscriber. Thank you, Elsie and Jess, for being such role models within the podcasting community. Also, thank you for making my dream come through. I am now a podcasting host and producer, something I never knew I could be. I would like to take this opportunity to wish everyone a happy new podcasting year 2016. is Elizabeth D'Alto, host of the Untame the Wild Soul Woman podcast, a show designed to talk about reclaiming and redefining womanhood in the 21st century. You can find it at untameyourself.com forward slash UW podcast. So my answer to question number one, what microphone do I use? I use a blue snowball microphone. The biggest podcast production tip that I adore is actually, it's a workflow tip and it is batching episodes. I love to record anywhere from four all the way on up to 20 episodes in a week, two weeks, three weeks, and then not have to for several weeks, if not several months at a time. It helps me to really get in the groove and focus and get excited about the conversations and have some momentum as I'm recording them and then to be able to take a break. And as I'm taking that break, I go back and I re-listen to our shows as they post. So I can also be an inquiry around what else can I bring the audience, seeing what people's reactions are, seeing what they're loving, seeing what they're what's getting the most downloads and what's showing the most interest and what's getting the most follow-up questions. So then I can really investigate who are the guests that I want to bring onto the show um, for the next round or for the next batch of interviews. My biggest podcasting challenge this year. So I'm a bit of a freak. I know a lot of people talk about podcasting being difficult. And and for me, it really wasn't. I had a little bit of an edge going in for two reasons. I had a pre-existing fairly large online audience who was just excited that I was creating a podcast. So I already had tons and tons of listeners lined up before I even launched my show. The second edge I had was originally uh, I did a symposium with a platform called Entheos that doesn't really exist anymore. So I already had 25 interviews in the can. So going in, I knew I was going to repurpose something and then just ride out the momentum. So I guess I would say the biggest challenge was that was just the interviews. I also do shorter Q&A episodes called Ask Elizabeth, and I'm not as diligent as batching those. So I guess if I had any challenge, it would be keeping up with a weekly scheduled episode that I, I wasn't really consistent with batching. All the more of a case to support my earlier tip, which was to batch interviews and batch shows and just get as much done in one chunk as you can so that you don't have to be on the hook for something every week. That doesn't really work well for me. What do I wish someone would have told me about podcasting before I hit go? You know, I have a funny answer to this question. I don't, I don't wish someone would have told me anything before we hit go. I think one of the reasons why we've had above average results. And by above average results, I mean, in our first six months, we've had about uh, 130,000 plus downloads. 
Um, we're, I'm making money on the podcast. I'm using little commercials that I record and little calls to action that I record to get people applying for my program, signing up to be clients, coming to my events, um, building my list. It's working quite well and all those things. And, and I, when I see a lot of people's conversations around podcasting being hard or how many challenges there are and, if, and everything like that, I'm really glad I actually didn't do a whole bunch of research because my my way of doing everything is to find the easiest possible way and to create with ease. And if there's friction or tension to to pause and reevaluate how we can make things more easy. That's like one of our mantras on our team. How could we let this be easy? And so I actually don't wish anyone would have told me anything before I hit go because I went in thinking that it was just going to be super easy, super fun and really great and for that reason it totally has been. So thank you so, so much. I hope any of that was helpful. And Jess and Elsie, huge shout out. Thank you for doing this. You guys are great. Bye. Season's greetings. My name is Liz Kovart, and I am the host of Ben Franklin's World, a podcast about early American history, which you can find at benfranklinsworld.com or via the Ben Franklin's World iOS or Android apps. I record my show using a Heil PR40 mic, and I love it, but can I geek out for a minute? I'm recording this recording using my iPhone 6S, my Rode NTG2 shotgun mic, and Boss Jock Jr. And I have wanted to try Boss Jock forever, and the app is pretty awesome. The biggest podcasting production tip that I have or tool that I have to offer is Trello. I use Trello to manage the Ben Franklin's World editorial and production calendars, and I love it. I have columns for each set of work that needs to be done on my podcast, like recordings, it's at the editor, I need to do active work on it, it's been posted. And within those columns, I have cards and each episode has a card. So on that card, I have my production checklist, the episode air date, and I have any notes I need. Trello is free and I loved using it so much for my podcast production workflow that I splurged on the $100 per year plan so that I can also connect my Google Drive and Dropbox files to each episode card. So it's been absolutely fantastic. The biggest podcasting challenge I had to overcome in 2015 was learning how to say no. No to guest pitches, no to people who wanted to connect my show with their work, and saying no is not easy. At first, I tried to be polite. I tried to say no without actually saying no. That method just encouraged people. So my tip for saying no, be direct, say no, and say no in a way that's not about the person you're saying no to, but how their work or topic is really just not a good fit for your show. But make sure as you're saying it that way, you also say no. In terms of what I wish someone would have told me about podcasting before I started, I wish someone had told me how addicting it would be. I love podcasting. I get to talk about history, I get to meet new people, both in terms of listeners and guests, and I get to play with awesome audio and tech equipment. Finally, as a bonus, I would encourage you to think about and just get an app for your show. I love the Ben Franklin's World app, my listeners love it, and my download numbers are up because of it. So there you have it. Those are my pearls of wisdom. Happy New Year and keep on podcasting. Hey, everybody. This is Heather Ash from the Happiness Mama podcast, which you can find at happinessmama.com. First of all, about the microphone, I use the ATR 2100. 
my biggest podcasting production tip that I just am so glad that I've started doing is to start documenting my entire podcasting process. And so I have a Google Doc that I have started making notes on for everything I do in order to create my podcast, both um, the just the entire process, including everything I do in editing and also everything I do for social media for all of my, well, from scheduling social media posts, um, promotional posts, as well as uh, creating the blog post and sharing that as well. So, so much, there's so much to it. um, And it's just been really helpful to have that listed and then I can just keep referring back to it. Yeah, so whenever I record and do my podcasting, I can look back at that list of my process, my workflow, and that helps me make sure I don't forget anything and just makes everything go more quickly, smoothly, and easily. So I I highly recommend doing that. My biggest podcasting challenge this year was starting my podcast. (laughs) I started my podcast this year. Um... I was talking about it, thinking about it, declaring that I was going to do it for most of the year, and then I finally actually did start it, and it has been awesome, and I feel great about it, and I am so excited and happy to be doing it. And I want to let everybody know that you really do not have to have tons of podcasts recorded up front, and you really don't need to stress about new and noteworthy. Yes, new and noteworthy is it's great, but it's not the end all be all of podcasting success. So just start with one if you want to, or if that's all you can seem to get done by the time you really want to start. I had intended to start with like four or five completed episodes and a couple in the bag. That didn't happen, and that's okay. I started with one and I kept going and <laughs> and the world hasn't come crashing in or um It's been great. So I highly recommend just do it. Just do it. And you can do it. All right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Hi, this is Jen Hempel. I am the host of the Her Money Matters podcast, and you can find that on my website at jenhemphill.com. Jess and Elsie, thank you so much for having uh, such a fun episode for your last episode of the year. I am a big fan of you ladies and of the She Podcast podcast. You ladies are phenomenal. So keep up the wonderful uh, work that you are doing for us and the uh, wonderful community that you have been building. You, I, I love y'all. You all rock. As far as the microphone that I use, I use the ATR 2100. I was actually going to start out using with the blue snowball microphone, which I had, which I did with my use for my webinars. And I thought it was great quality. I didn't know any better. And someone suggested that I try the ATR 2100 and I could not believe my ears how different and how better the quality of the sound was. So definitely for me, an ATR ATR 2100 is the way to go. As far as the biggest uh, podcast production tip, I would say is to have a template of how your show flows. 
I have two different templates, one for my interviews that I do and one for the solo episodes that I do. And it just gives a little consistency. I think it gives the listener... um, so they know what to expect from uh, from you and also it just makes the show flow a whole lot better in my opinion. For me, the greatest podcasting challenge was getting started. My podcast, I actually just started the podcast at the end of June of this year. So, and I overcame I overcame it by making the decision and also um deciding that I was going to outsource some of the production. And the thing is, I started with podcasting because um, I originally was blogging, but I was not creating content for the blog. I just didn't enjoy it. So blogging and I didn't get along. We broke up. I wanted to do podcasting, but it took me a while because I was afraid the same thing was going to happen. So once I dug deep and figured out what it was, this really was the editing. I was getting stuck on the editing. So I made the decision that I was going to outsource that that piece. And that has helped phenomenally. And so podcast and I are going steady and it's going well. As far as something uh, so I wish would I would have been told to me about podcasting before I hit go before before I hit the record button I would have to say is the emotions that come with it and let me explain that real quick with podcasting the ability to reach and just really touch someone's life in some way was is unreal. And that's what I wish someone would have told me. The messages uh, that I've gotten uh, of how I've helped, the impact, those type of things have brought just tears uh, to my eyes because that is just such a priceless currency that I wish I could accept. Um, is it's just a beautiful thing. So really, I wish someone would have told me that, uh, just how much of an impact and how much um, of a life that you're touching by doing a podcast. So thanks again, Elsie and Jess. This has been fun. Uh, Keep up the awesome and amazing work. Keep being the ladies that you are. And we'll connect soon. Hey there, my name is Steph Godro from Harder to Kill Radio, which you can find at stupideasypaleo.com. I use an Audio-Technica ATR2100 mic, and my biggest podcasting production tip has got to be my podcast editing service, the guys over at Epicast Network. They help me keep my show sounding amazing, and I wish I had hired them sooner. My biggest podcasting challenge this year was securing some sponsors for my show. Six months of no sponsors, and I was really stuck. I didn't know what to do. And then I saw that Elsie and Jessica were offering a course about how to put together a podcast sponsorship kit. And I'm really glad that I did that because it ended up being a great investment for me. And I was able to secure my first sponsor for the show, which is really exciting. Something I wish somebody would have told me about podcasting before I hit go. This one's super easy. And it's that I wasn't talking into the mic 
close enough. So my first episodes all sounded really kind of tinny and rubbish. But after that, I figured out that I needed to talk a little bit closer to the mic. Hi, this is Chris Baker-Dirsch from No Extra Words, the Flash Fiction Podcast, which you can find at noextrawords.wordpress.com. I'm talking to you right now into my blue snowball microphone, which is the only fancy piece of podcasting gear I've got. I'm quite proud of it. It needs a name. This is going to sound totally like sucking up, but the biggest podcast production tip or the biggest podcasting resource that I adore is She Podcasts. The combination of having the weekly podcast where ladies who podcast in the real world with infants lying on them and husbands in the other room, it's very real world, keeps me grounded. And every time I have a question as someone who's completely self-taught in this podcasting space and Everything I do, I do myself because I learned it on a tutorial somewhere. To have this community of podcasters, women podcasters, that I can ask questions of has been completely invaluable and has helped raise my podcast to a different level. I launched this year, so everything has been a challenge. But if I had to put my challenge into one statement, it would be I did not realize how much work it was going to be for how little result at first. Watching the graph just stall out with no downloads or what felt like no downloads for a long time and just working, 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 constantly keeping the podcast going. And the only way to overcome that was to get away from the numbers and to focus on the reason they call it a passion project is because you're doing it for the joy. And then when I started to get feedback from the listeners that I do have and realize there is somebody out there and even if today it's one person, that's that one person. There's a ton of things I wish I had known before I started. I think the biggest one was I kind of wish I had known how much time it was going to take, but I'm also kind of glad I didn't know that. I sort of jumped into the water of podcasting before I knew what I was getting into, and I'm grateful for that because it was sort of a leap first and ask questions later, and that kept me from stalling out and not doing it. And so the flip side of that is I kind of am grateful I didn't know some of the things I now know. Because if I had, I would probably still be thinking about podcasting rather than talking to you on this mic. Have a great 2016 podcasters. Keep in touch. And believe me, I'll be listening. Take care. Hi, everyone. Savella Morgan here. My podcast is called 21st Century Hannah. That's 21st Century Hannah. That can be found at my website. My web address is savellamorgan.com. That's www.savellamorgan.com. Savella is spelled C-I, V as in Victor, I-L-L-A. That's C as in Charlie, I, V as in Victor, I-L-L-A, last name Morgan, M-O-R-G-A-N. So 21st Century Hannah can be found at savellamorgan.com. My biggest podcast production tip I adore is probably technically not a production, um, but it's being able to use Libsyn. I am just so in love and enamored with Libsyn because um, you guys are so user-friendly. Just, I mean, the, the people that I interact with, the emails whenever I have a question, the, the platform where I can go and listen um, and watch videos on any problems that I have, so user-friendly. So, so user-friendly. I can't stop talking about Libsyn. I would say the greatest podcasting challenge, and was it overcome? Well, the challenge is is, is mine. I created it in that I don't 
um, get out enough to get content, to get interviews. And I'm, I'm working really hard on that, but I am a new podcaster. I started in either June or July with podcasting. So I'm still new and my content is pretty niched. So I have to make sure I have the right interviewees at all time, all times or have the right content if I'm just sitting there talking and I try to keep it at a 30 minute uh, episode. So that's that will be overcome in the new year as I find more content and um, create more content and uh, just have more of a schedule with um, posting my podcast episodes. What do I wish I had known before I hit go on the podcast button? Well, honestly, if I had known, I probably would never have hit go on the podcast button. And that's just the technical aspects, things like, um, technical aspect, I should say, things like, uh, like, um, editing, adding the intro and outro music. Uh, if you drop a call during the, the middle of, in the middle of an interview, you know, things like that, all the things that can go wrong. Um, but now that I'm doing it, you know what? I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't not podcast for the world. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm loving learning about it. I learn from anyone I can, and just listen anywhere I can when it comes to podcasting. And so, um, the one thing that would have turned me away, I'm glad I didn't know. I'm glad I didn't know about it uh, before I hit the go button. So, thank you, Jess and Elsie, for doing this. You guys are awesome. I mean, you all are just wonderful. I am so happy and proud to be a part of the She Podcast uh, group on Facebook. Thank you all so much for everything that you do, and I really appreciate it. This is Savella Morgan signing off. Thank you. Have a great one. Hello, this is Vanessa Merton from the Pregnancy Podcast, which you can find at PregnancyPodcast.com. For my podcasting microphone, I use the ATR 2100 and I love it. My biggest podcasting tip is that I absolutely adore Edgar. It's an awesome service that allows you to build a library of social media posts and recycle it and it automatically posts to your social media. It's been a huge help in automating social media for me and building my podcast audience. My greatest podcasting challenge this year was definitely launching. It was so intimidating to put myself out there and I overcame it by just continuing to push myself forward a little bit every day until I had no excuses left and just had to take the leap. The one thing I wish someone would have told me about podcasting before I hit go is to just launch. Podcasting is really a journey and the best way to find your course, fine tune everything and improve is to record and publish and get it out there. Good morning, Elsie. This is Wynn, some Wynn's Women of Wisdom hosted on the fabulous Lipson. And my uh, um, biggest podcasting accessory is, I guess, my Mac right now. And then um, my, what I use is a MacBook Pro and... Those headphones, hopefully on Friday, Santa will deliver me new podcasting equipment because I'm stepping it up a little. So hopefully he'll get me off of my headphones and get me to a professional 
mic, but that's not the point. My biggest um, tip that I wish someone gave me was don't use um, blog talk. Use Lipson from the get-go because I've been I use Spreaker, I use blog talk, I use ugh, everything under Spreaker, Lipson, and blog talk. Well, Lipson turns out to be the best thing since choice spread and. Ten people told me that, but I didn't listen. Now I know. So if I was ever going to do a podcast again, that would um, be wonderful to give someone else that tip because they are nice, they are helpful, and they have wonderful podcasts themselves. The Fiend and She podcast are two of my favorite podcasts. So, that's my little intro. And again, this is Wynn from Wynn's Women of Wisdom, which can be found on iTunes under Hello, My Name is Wynn's Women of Wisdom or at Wynn's Women of Wisdom dot dot com and yeah so it can be found on iTunes in iTunes under hello my name is Wins Women of Wisdom. Hello, this is Kate Stillman with the Yoga Healer Real Life Show, which you can find at yogahealer.com forward slash podcasting, or you can find it on any of the channels like iTunes or Stitcher, etc. under Yoga Healer Real Life Show. So what, mega, what microphone am I using? I'm using the Yeti Blue. I'm down here in Mexico where I live half time. In Idaho, I use the Yeti Pro. Um, they're fine. I like them. What's the biggest podcasting production tip that I adore? Okay, this is it. Have a plan. Like have a real plan for a real show and be be entertaining. So let's let's talk about this. When I started, I had a lot of audio interviews and I was looking for a place to dump the interviews. So I put them in a podcast channel because it was the easiest way for me to share those with my peeps. And basically it was like, hey, we just recorded this great interview with so-and-so as part of this course. And now my sister wants to hear it or my, uh, you know, I'd get these emails. My sister wants to hear it or my best friend needs to hear that one on Lyme's disease or whatever. And so I needed a place to put them. And so my, my show started as an interview show just because I was putting these interviews I was already doing into that. That was back in 2012, 2013, and it even leaked its way into 2014. And so I didn't really have a real show with a real plan. Now, many of you do an interview show and all you do in the show is an interview. And my sense is that's not a real plan either. Like that's not a real show. Um, some people would just like totally disagree with me. But one of the things that I learned at Podcast Move in 2015 when I went is that you can really have an amazing show that sounds more professional and it's not that really big a deal. And a lot of that has to do with how you structure what you're doing, right? So what goes where? And I'm not just talking like intro, interview, outro, done, or like intro, interview, half part one, right? Add, then interview part two, then outro. Like that's not a really, 
dynamic show either. Um, there's so many ways that we can use audio in a very creative way by adding segments. And so a segment that I have on my show is Ask Kate, where my listeners can ask me a question. And we use this feature almost weekly. Uh, I get emailed questions. I get emailed about five questions a week. I try to bring them over to speakpipe.com um, from them to actually record it in audio as an mp3 but now what we have too is we have someone on my team that'll just like take anyone's question that's written in and just put it into SpeakPipe. and so either way i'll have the audio production of it we're just starting to use that i love that i love having someone else's voice ask the question i have bumpers for the segments so for the ask kate there's this cool totally entertaining uh ask kate like little music highly produced three to 10 second segment before I dive into, before we hear the MP3 little clip of someone else asking the question and then me answering the question. And that whole little thing, like it may sound like a lot of work for some of you. And once you get it down, it's not, and it makes it all sound so much more entertaining. And that really is the nuts and bolts of this. Like we are here to entertain, you know, whether that's with a lot of depth or with a lot of meaning or with um, humor or with satire or with irony or like whatever our flavor is, we want to keep that in mind that our show needs to be entertaining. So if it's just like these, these interviews and and with the interview thing too, you guys, like we can't really control too much um, what happens with our guests. I mean, we, there's a lot we can do to create a great interview, but at the end of the day, what I have found after years and years and years of doing interviews is that some of the best, best authors I know, they're not very dynamic on audio and that can be, that can make for a, honestly, it can make for a boring show. So just keep that in mind. Like you want to create segments. You want to have a plan where those segments line up into an entertaining show. Another example of a segment I use is recipe of the week. Now my yoga healer real life show is just that it's about real life. So I'll do like a recipe for disaster or a recipe for the common cold or a recipe for travel or green smoothies on the road, something like that. Like and the amount of diversity I can use in these recipes uh, is really as far as my imagination can stretch. So again, we have a cute little audio clip. That is the recipe of the week with like pots bubbling in the background. It sounds like a witch's kitchen, which is actually uh, very on brand for me. And so we play that little clip and then I dive in with my recipe of the week and it may be anywhere from three minutes to 10 minutes. I might tell you my favorite raw chocolate cookie of the month recipe. And and then that's it. And then it might go into the, the 20 minute interview. So my interviews are 20 minutes. Uh, I try to keep them short and sweet and or short and saucy if need be. And what that does is it actually leaves the listener wanting more. And then at the last part of the show, I tell you what's coming up for the next week. So having segments, having a plan um, and sticking to that and being entertaining, all of that is is really some of my uh, best production tips. What was my biggest challenge this past year? I didn't know I didn't really have a show. How did I overcome it? I hired a coach who helped me learn what I just told you. And what do I wish someone would have told me about podcasting before I hit go? Well, I hit go in 2012. Um, and, and basically, again, I was just using, I was using Libsyn to store interviews that I would then, and then I put it up into iTunes because it seemed easier to share. And then I made a spot on my website for people to see it. Um, I wish someone had actually told me years before 2012 because I've had audio files since 2005, maybe. I wish, I wish I had started sooner. 
right? I really wish I had started sooner. Now we're going into 2016, so I'm going into my fourth year, but I honestly wish I had started four years earlier because this is a great medium for me. I live from anywhere. I I love audio as a medium. I don't like putting on makeup and doing my hair. This is this is good. And I'm entertaining with my voice, which is a natural it's a natural thing for me to do. And I love to talk to um, experts in my field. So I wish someone had just said, like, just freaking do it and then make it as good as you can. Put as much energy into your podcast as you are into your blog. Like if I had heard that back in 2012, this show would have been uh, it just would have grown so much faster, so much so much stronger. But now that I am making it a show, the numbers instantly reflect it. Like seriously, my numbers. If I look at my little Libsyn chart here from the end of 2014, it's like they're all like low down here. Like the typical typical release is around 200. And if I look at what happens now, it's like typical, you know, like my numbers have, have over doubled on a release day. I'm getting over, you know, close to a thousand listeners on a release day and then it trickles down to about 500. So it's been awesome. I just so appreciate it. And uh, kudos to you guys at She Podcast for, for putting this together and letting us help each other on out. Again, Kate Stillman at Yoga Healer Real Life Show. Hey, fellow podcasters. This is Tina Dietz from the Start Something Show, and you can find my show at thestartsomethingshow.com. Uh, the microphone that I use is the Blue Yeti. This microphone has traveled with me for a couple of years. Before I was doing podcasting, I was also doing some voiceover work as a paid hobby in addition to my business coaching. So this microphone has traveled with me from Buffalo, New York, to Costa Rica, to Florida, to Toronto, to Colorado, and kind of everywhere in between. And I found it to be really durable and really wonderful. And uh, <laughs> going right into my biggest podcasting production tip, I think this really goes along with the audio production side of things because the sound quality that we have to have in, in podcasting needs to be the best that we can make it. But that being said, you don't have to have a $1,000 microphone and a mixer and all of those other good things to make that happen. I do professional quality voiceover work with my Blue Yeti with Audacity, which is a free program on my PC. When I'm interviewing people, I use Skype and I use Talk Helper to record it. And I have a plastic blanket box that I line with bed foam that I got at Walmart to use as a miniature portable sound booth. I just put my microphone inside of it. And yes, I top my Blue Yeti with a piece of a pantyhose as a pop filter. <laughs> My greatest podcasting challenge this year was the launch process. Now, I help people with launches all the time, um, but as most of us know, it's it's always harder to do for yourself what we find so easy to do for other people, right? I've been through tons and tons of product launches and book launches, but doing my own podcast launch, I think because I was so attached to having it turn out well and I was so excited about doing it that um, I got tripped up in the details. But uh, what I did was I ended up working with a company to handle all the technology for me to get it started, and that was a great decision. It was a wonderful, wonderful investment that has paid itself back many times over uh, because my podcast has provided to me uh, a level of connection with some really influential people around the world that I may not have ever had. So I overcame most of my technology fears and uh, launch fears by working with a team. And that's something that I highly recommend that you invest in, even if you're bootstrapping it, find uh, other people to work with, find a master 
mastermind, find some technology help to get you through those bits that you're finding intimidating and and really allow yourself to experiment. The more you can um, not put pressure on yourself for a launch deadline, the better off I think that you will be because once your show is set up and once all of the other backend channels are set up, you know, getting things up on iTunes and really pulling the final trigger are, you know, a short a short step. It's all the stuff before that that is the long steps, the strategy, the positioning, the defining who you really want to be speaking to. So yeah, I did overcome it and it was, you know, a lot of work, but that's okay because it's really really fun. <laughs> What I wish someone had told me about podcasting before I hit go was the same kind of level of unattachment or experimentation that I'm recommending to you now. And that is, you know, when you start your first show, if you don't have a large following and a really defined brand, don't make your show your brand with your first show. And what I mean by that is, you know, one of the things that I did is I built out uh, this show to basically be the voice of my brand. And that was not a mistake. However, what I will say is that I wish I had gone much more deep and narrow into my niche with my show title and not been attached to the title of my show matching the title of my brand. Now, this isn't really a problem because it's easy enough to end one show gracefully and start another, and now I've got multiple shows which are really going to be interesting for people and allow me to have a library of content that people can go back and refer to, find me different ways. You know, that's all good. But now I've realized that my audience, what they're really interested in, what I'm really interested in is diving deeper into the realm of creativity in business, that act of creation, the spark of creation. How do you generate it? How do you keep it going? What are all the different ways you can express yourself through your business ventures? And so that's what my next show is going to be about, which is really exciting. And I have to complete my current show, The Start Something Show, which has been by the way, an awesome show, but because it's not super niche and it's not easily identifiable as, oh, I know exactly what the show is from the title, it makes it a lot harder for people to find the fabulous content that I do have. And yes, I am tooting my own horn about that. If you want to try podcasting, I say go for it. You don't have to build out a huge business model around it. Work on the topics and express the topics and develop a show around what you really love. Have it be an act of creation. Have it be something that you don't know that will ever be commercially viable and experiment with it at first. You can also be on other people's shows to see the variety and richness of the podcasting community. The worst that people can say is no, and a lot of times they'll tell you yes. Enjoy the podcasting community. And, you know, enjoy your holidays. I really appreciate the folks at She Podcast for allowing all of us to contribute our own experience to the community here at She Podcast. It's been an absolutely amazing year, and I'm super grateful for the community at She Podcasts and, of course, the show itself for helping me find my way this year. And I'm really looking forward to what 2016 is going to bring. Happy holidays, everyone. What's up, Elsie Jess and all you fabulous She Podcasters? This is Josie Ong from the Affirmation Pod podcast, which you can find at affirmationpod.com. I use a Heil PR40 mic. I love using, and I know I'm totally geeking out here, but the spectral view in Adobe Audition. 
My greatest podcasting challenge this year was how to be myself and not overthink it, overthink it more, and overthink it even more. I haven't overcome it yet, but I am overcoming it with each episode. I wish someone would really have told me the impact my podcast would have in people's lives. I started in 2013 with the Affirmations for Healthy Living podcast, but this year I rebranded to Affirmation Pod and started connecting with my audience. It's been so touching to hear my listeners share how my podcast helps them. And I want to share what some of my listeners have told me because I want it to inspire other She Podcasters to just get out there, get your voice out there. People are waiting for you. And there are people who will gravitate and resonate with your message so much. So a listener in Brazil said, I started listening when I was in a very hostile workplace and it was causing me stress, emotional pain, and even insomnia. Honestly, I've listened to them, you, hundreds of times. I know some of them by heart. And when I'm in a stressful situation, I can hear you saying life-affirming statements to me. A listener from Canada said, I've been listening to your self-discipline affirmation over and over. I put it on at random times, sometimes many times a day, to really let these inspiring words sink in. And I have to say, it's really started to make a difference. I am now seeing myself as someone who's becoming more self-disciplined and motivated. A listener in the US said, I've listened to many of your episodes dozens of times. Of all the podcasts I subscribe to, yours has no doubt added the most value to my overall well-being. I've shared several episodes with my friends and family and with my email list too. And a listener in Australia said, I was with my friend tonight who is having a difficult time in her marriage. I was telling her how your affirmations are an integral part of my daily routine and how much I've benefited from them. I played her the I Love Myself episode and she got emotional, which made me emotional and we had a good moment together. Such a healing experience. So truly, if somebody told me or had a crystal ball and said, your podcast is going to impact so many people, I would have been much more consistent when I started. I would have been connecting with my audience right from the get-go. But 2015 was the year I learned the reach of a podcast and the impact. So happy holidays to everyone. Thanks again, Elsie and Jess, for all your content. Bye. Hello, She Podcasters, Jessica and Elsie. This is Julie Stubblefield. I am the host of Love Your Podcast, and you can find me over at fitmomrevolution.com and play around with all of the fun Love Your Body challenges that are free. And I would love to share with you some insights from 2015. Um, This was my first year podcasting, and I learned a whole lot about technology in a small amount of time because I'm completely self-produced. And uh, what I ended up finding is that the microphone that I like best is the Blue Snowball. And while I know it's criticized quite a bit, it's just my favorite. I like how it looks. I think it sounds great. And it works in my clothes that I use weekly. The biggest or my most favorite podcasting production piece would be Amadeus. It's an app for Macs and Honestly, it just makes my life easier. It helps me to edit different tracks, put everything together, and it makes things go smoothly for me. So Amadeus is my best friend for sure. My greatest podcasting challenge was honestly getting started. 
I have um, I had a million reasons why I couldn't and shouldn't podcast from technology to what the heck am I going to talk about every week to will anybody even care? And the way I overcame it was first of all I joined the She Podcast group, closed Facebook group. And secondly, I worked with Jessica and Elsie and Natalie and in the spring and all three of them really gave me the accountability that I needed to say, hello, Julie, let's get moving in a nice, loving and supportive way. And really, I had all the pieces in place. I just needed some accountability. And so hiring a coach or three of them actually was how I overcame that fear of the couldn't and shouldn't. And gosh, what do I wish someone had told me before I got started with podcasting? Honestly, I wish someone had told me how much I would love it because I had so much fear around it. And a lot of the podcasters that I had followed so far seemed to really do it for business purposes or you know, for leads and connections and, and all of that. And sure, all of that is a nice side effect, but honestly, connecting with my voice and really choosing the words that I say and how I represent who I am as a person, who my company is as a brand, and reaching into women's hearts and minds on a weekly basis is soul work. My soul has grown and has become so enriched this year because I've grown as a person. I've learned who I really am. You know, when you have to dig for content each week about loving your body, it makes you really think about what you stand for and who you want to be in the world and how you want to be seen. And if you really want to be transparent, and all of that for me is a big guess. And podcasting allowed me to connect with that. And so if someone had told me that I was really going to love it, it wouldn't have stopped me from podcasting. It probably would have gotten me involved a whole heck of a lot sooner, and I wouldn't have been as fearful of the technology piece of it. So there you have it, ladies. I love podcasting, and I'm going to be here for a whole lot longer. Happy holidays! Making Dad. Hey, everybody, it's Chip and Zach from Making Dad. And we are, in fact, a comedy podcast all about fatherhood. And I'm looking at Zachary Thomas Anderson, our co host and co founder, right now. Zach, how are you today? I am great. I am really happy. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. And happy New Year. And one of the things we're doing to help our friends over at She Podcast, they've asked some questions. Yes. And we're going to answer them. We are right now. Ready? I don't know the answers to any. Here's the questions. Ready. I want to see what you. This is a co-host of a yep. professional podcast for CBS Radio's Played Out It, which is your podcast network. It sure is. And, uh, and so here's what one co-host would answer. Here's how he would answer. Ready? All right. Yes. Uh, Zach, what microphones do you think uh, you use to uh, do podcasting? Now, you'll be able to tell which one sets this up every week. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, I would first say Audio Technicas, but you said those were wrong. No, that's right. We do. We do use, we do use 2100s. Audio Technicas 2100s. For I don't, guess. I don't know. And that. Emily uses, uh, uses that. Hi, Emily. How are you today? Fantastic. Oh, good. That's Emily. That's that's on a, uh, an Audio Technica. But the real big boys at the table. What are you saying? She's not a. No, I meant like the table of whatever. I think he's talking about the microphone oh, being okay. a big boy. All right. Yep. What, what is it? Heil, as in yes. like Heil. Yes. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's what they would appreciate that association. I didn't go that far. That's Sorry good. about that. Heil LP40s. No. 
It's a CB40. PR40. PR40. That's a Kyle PL40s. No, PR40s. Him too. Uh, what, what production tip do you adore the most? What production tip do you adore the most? Zach? You uh, probably want to have a plan. Oh, you do? You want to have an outline before you actually record oh, a podcast. A great, that's a great idea. That is a great idea. So we, we started doing that. Um, and that really helped us out because when you just ramble, I think that it makes the editing process next to unbearable. Yeah, it really does. So I would say you always, you always want to have a format where you have like, you know, basically your, however the format of your show, you want to have certain segments that stay the same and maybe some segments that rotate. Yeah. People like consistency. They They definitely do. Exactly. It's like, you don't want to go to your dad's girlfriend's house and he keeps changing girlfriends and you keep spending the weekends there. And one time she might be like a born again, vegan where she only has um, fruits and vegetables that are blessed with the holy water. Oh, is that what it is? That's a born again, vegan. Yep. Or I know they make those or you might have like, he's dating like the, the paleo lady that's a nudist and then yeah. you gotta oh, nude, nude yeah, paleo. so you gotta eat you gotta eat all your veggies that are grown in her backyard <laughs> while she's naked her quote-unquote backyard yep that's uh, okay. disgusting all right that's uh, good or yeah so you, you know what that's plenty keep I think, it yeah. consistent okay <laughs> keep it consistent keep it consistent <laughs> all that means keep it consistent yep. how about uh, the greatest podcast challenge you faced this year Co- no do it go there no go there Co- I, coexisting mm-hmm. co co-creating it's we came to a co-collaborate. If you work with somebody, I think it, you just you've got to be honest with that person. You really do, and but you have to have a positive relationship with that person, and we, that, that yeah. can be a challenge. We launched. We we basically we started framing making dad in February of 2015, right. um, and we started like you know drafting what we wanted it to look like. We launched June 1st, right, and by August we had actually right. I would say in July we almost hit we hit rock bottom because we were trying to figure out where we were going and we were. Right trying to kind of, uh, we were fighting, we were fighting a lot about what, what we needed to do to grow, what we needed to do to get more attention, what we needed to do, you know, what, whether or not we could actually put in more effort. And then, uh, I don't know what happened. I know that we, we got a feature on iTunes, which was great. A lot that helped us a lot. And then, uh, but I also think that staying true to what we were doing and believing in our product. Um, can we also talk about social media? Yeah, that's a great challenge. That's a that's a big that's a that's a huge challenge, particularly for two people. Who I mean, if, if you're one person or two people that you want to do the best you can for the right. the podcast, that's hard enough. Yeah, because most of us are doing this as an as another job for right. now, and then you have this responsibility for how you get the word out there. So you have to be on every single platform, and it's just overwhelming. It, it is when you think. I mean, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We even have a Pinterest account that I don't think we use. No, uh, it's it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. it's so yeah. I so would how say, do you overcome it though? That was one of the. I quit. Okay, there you go. Quit. Just leave, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Quit. Um, Advice for making dinner. research points to Facebook as having yeah. a big impact, but I guess it's going to depend on where your audience is most active. Yeah, I think find where your audience is most active and be there and just dedicate to it. And don't if you can find something that helps you post to multiple things at the same time, great. But you got to pick one and do it well. Hootsuit. It's not even how you say it. Hot sweet. Hoot sweet. Hoot sweet. <clears throat> Great. Kyle, I hope they LP found 40s. this enjoyable. Uh, and lastly, what were you, what do you wish you were told about before you, uh, you hit go on the podcast? What, what do you wish? Zach Anderson. What do you wish you were told about? I answered all those questions off the top what of my head. What do I wish I was told about? Well, yep. I, I think we had the advantage because we did it a long time ago. And I think. What do you mean yeah. that we did it a long time ago? Because we podcasted a hundred years ago. We podcasted off and on from 1999 to 2006. Right. So, I mean, I think we learned, took our lumps there. I think the, what I would tell somebody before they pushed go is that 
it is a, unless you are, you're somebody who has a built-in celebrity, right? It is a long haul. And so if I'm B Arthur, if you're B Arthur, you would be amazing because you'd be dead. Okay. And you're Ralph Wilson. And both of us could do, no one knows who, no one's Emily. What are you saying there? Nobody hears. I don't think B. Arthur's dead. All right. Well, then you're resurrected. So that'd be amazing. Podcast. Born again, paleo. Born again, paleo. Nudist. Nope. Born again, nudist, paleo. I think, Zach. Um, Are you a nudist? No. Knowing that you. <laughs> this is. That's it. Why are you talking about nudists? I'm not talking. He's talking about nudists. Oh. You weren't even paying attention. You're sitting here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I think the thing that you need to keep in mind is that. It, understand why you're doing it. If you want to make a million dollars, do something else. But if you really want to make a go of this thing, that it's a, it's a marathon, not a race. It's a, it's, it's not a sprint. I would, yeah. The most rewarding aspect from this, I think is the, the, the collaboration. Nope. Wrong. The wrong answer. The being a part of a community, really generating is. a community, yep. um, knowing that, you know, we're not, we're not experts, but we have something to offer and knowing yeah. that people appreciate that. And I think we've learned a lot too, as yeah. uh, learning a lot as parents and as dads yep. it's been um, awesome. along the way, which has been incredible. So thanks for the opportunity and uh, for all the support over at cheappodcast.com and uh, our friends, Elsie and Jess. We love you ladies. Like, like distant cousins slash friends that love you through the internet. Not like we love you. Like we're cyber stalking you, yeah. but you do have great profile pics. That's Zach. Tasteful. Tasteful. Your playcast, your playcast network. It's podcast network. Him too. Hi, my name is Nina Babel of the Keep It 100 Girl podcast, which you can find at www.ninababel.com backslash podcast, www.ninababel.com backslash podcast. So I use the Shure MV88 microphone. It's portable and just fits into my iPhone and has a crispier, crispier, has a crisper sound to the Audio Antica 2020 mic that I have that I use with uh, the Audacity, the Audacity software. And I love this mic because of the fact that it's portable. So anytime I need to record a random conversation on the fly, it's perf. And I just upload it to Dropbox. The biggest podcasting production tip is I record under a blanket and it really kills any excess noise in my house or specifically the room that I'm recording in. And I use an audio producer because I know diddly about audio and production and he's responsible for compressing and softening my voice and making it sound sexy. Uh, my biggest podcasting challenge this year and how I overcame it. Well, the biggest one is I pushed my I pushed my launch date back twice, and mainly due to just readiness. I think when I was just recording, my plan was just to record, you know, get my hosting done, and really just launching and not taking into account that number one, the holiday season is not an optimal time to launch because people are just too busy. They're consumed with family and holiday events. So that was already going against me. And then the next thing is I didn't have a 30 day launch plan to promote my podcast on social media. So I created a schedule, I created action items and I took into account 
the subscribe, rate, and review campaign. You know, I make sure I had images associated with all my tweets. And I even reached out to a couple of podcasters, Nathan Latka of The Top and Joel Bogus of Relaunch. And I used them as sounding boards just so I got a sense of the prep um, that goes into a launch and post-launch. What would what do you wish someone had told me about podcasting before I hit go? Well, don't be OCD about your voice. I mean, no one likes to hear their voice, and I'm definitely one of them. But think of it this way. No one thinks they're beautiful either, but makeup can do wonders and make anyone look fabulous. So there was a month where I was sick, and I had this terrible cough and I had bouts of congestion. So I re-recorded the same episode at least four to five times. And I killed at least a month doing that, which is probably another reason why my launch date slipped too. And as a result, I kept changing the content and I would tweak things based on all the mess ups that I would have while recording. Now I just record it and I wait till the draft to be produced because you don't realize a producer can cut so many things and edit so many things. And so now I just wait for him to produce the draft. And if I, there's something I don't like, I just re-record a snippet and he just does a find and replace and we're done. So that is a time, that was a big time waster for me. And I've learned to just keep it moving. Hi, my name is Sarah Evans. I'm the creator of the podcast, Bringing Up Betty. And my website is bringingupbetty.com. I use narrative storytelling to share the stories and struggles of special needs children and their families with an emphasis on parenting kids with disabilities and special needs. I use the ATR 2100 USB microphone and I've loved it so far. I don't know that I have a tip that I adore, but I'll tell you something I'm excited about. A great resource, I think. And that is something I've gifted myself for Christmas. It's Alex Bloomberg's creative live class. He teaches about how to use storytelling to enhance your podcast. And um, I'm sure many of you know, he produces startup and is the owner of Gimlet Media. He worked on Planet Money and This American Life. So I'm hoping that he has some great insight and tips to share. The most challenging thing for me this year has been establishing a workflow because I am using storytelling and not just a straight interview with a few edits. My show requires a lot of production, a lot of editing, a lot of cutting and moving pieces of audio around. And it just takes a long time to produce and script and edit and level And I have finally been able to come up with a pretty decent workflow to cut down on the crazy amount of time I was spending on it and still maintain my enjoyment in the process. One thing I wish I had known before I started, I don't know if I wish I had known, but it's been a pleasant surprise that podcasting has connected me intimately with so many wonderful people. Each person that I've interviewed this year received a Christmas card from our family because I I just feel so connected to them and their stories and their children. And it's just been such a wonderful support group, a therapy um, session and um, networking better than I ever could have imagined. 
And I just, I love this medium. Hello, I'm Shell Hamilton of the Meditation Minis podcast. You can find my podcast at meditationminis.com. Thank you so much to She Podcasts for putting together this fantastic resource and for allowing me to be a part of the She Podcast community this past year. I started my podcast in February of 2015 and found She Podcasts right away. And thank goodness, because that resource and the community that you guys have created there is just so special and has been instrumental in the progress of my podcast. So thank you. Microphones. I have used so many different microphones. Oh my gosh, I'm kind of a tech geek when it comes to things. And what I finally settled on after trying things and trying other things and trying other things is the ATR2100. That's the Audio-Technica ATR2100. The reason why I love it and go back to it time and time again, even when I do decide to try something new, is because I like the warmness of the microphone and the fact that it's easy. It doesn't pick up every little sound. And I podcast from my apartment and I have animals. Um, The Yeti picked up like the refrigerator running and it was just kind of crazy, although the sound itself of the Yeti is really nice. So I find that the Audio-Technica ATR2100 really gives me the best of the best with the least amount of hassles. The biggest podcasting production tip that I can give, the thing that I use the most that I adore and I could not do without would definitely be Evernote. I use Evernote to clip information on the web, to send Kindle notes to, to send myself notes about ideas for the podcast, um, both for content and for growing it highly recommend Evernote if you're not using it already. The biggest podcasting challenge that I had this past year was consistency. I set myself a little bit too big of a goal as far as how often I was going to podcast and I had to dial that back and and find a place that works better for me. As I move forward into this next year, I when I'm monetizing the work that I'm doing, then I will be able to keep a schedule that's a little more intensive than it is right now. But at the moment, um, I release an episode once every 10 days, although I'm doing a special over the holiday. Uh, And that really works for me as a single mom and a business owner. And I'm doing this really completely all on my own. What do I wish that someone would have told me before I hit go? Do not put your podcast in iTunes in the spirituality section until your uh, chance of being a new and noteworthy is done. I have yet to see a top podcast that is listed in spirituality make it to the very front page of iTunes. Um, I'm not saying that it hasn't happened, but every time I've ever checked, it has not. Thank you, ladies, so much for creating She Podcast and the fantastic community around it. You guys have really been instrumental in my growth uh, as a podcaster this year and finding answers and, and having that, you know, we're all in this together kind of thing has just been absolutely priceless. I'm Shell Hamilton from the Meditation Minis podcast, wishing everyone a most wonderful ending to your year and an even better 2016. 
everyone, August McLaughlin here, host of Girl Boner Radio, which you can find at augustmclaughlin.com. That's August like the month, M-C-L-A-U-G-H-L-I-N. I record in a studio, so I use their Shure microphone. If you're someone who isn't keen on learning or investing in all the tech stuff like me, I highly recommend recording in a studio. Um, I found that it's actually pretty affordable, um, especially if you secure sponsorships, which I eventually did. Um, And I just love going into the studio environment. There's something really magical about it. Um, And also, it's helpful if you are planning to have guests in person. Um, You know, if it's somebody you don't know, giving them your home address could be a little awkward. So I really like that face-to-face contact that that allows me. My biggest challenge this past year was probably actually seeking those sponsors I mentioned. Uh, I can talk to audiences about sex all day long, but ask them to invest in me and what I do. That was so tough. You know, it's like when we're so passionate about our work and what we do, we would volunteer, right? Most of us do for quite a while. Um, and I just had to really stretch my comfort zone and step out of it and say, you know what, I'm going to really believe in what I'm doing and see what I can actually offer these people. And I sought sponsors that I really care about as well. I learned that working with, um, and actually I had a couple of (laughs) challenging experiences where I worked or began conversations with companies that weren't perhaps in line fully with my value system. And once I realized that, I kind of shut the door there because I think it's so important to feel like we are really giving a whole lot to our sponsors and vice versa. Um, I'd rather work with a sponsor who can afford a bit less financially, but who's going to get the most out of it and we're learning and growing together. I think that's really powerful. So what helped me the most was after I had about six months of content and some good stats and uh, information about my show to share, I put together a packet, I emailed uh, some various companies that I had some sort of connection through friends or through associates and was able to secure some phone calls. And the first one, I'm not kidding you, I almost peed my pants. I was sweating from like head to toe. And actually after the first one, it was about 50% easier the next time. And it just keeps getting easier. It's still a work in progress for me, but I've worked with a handful of amazing sponsors. I'm working with a couple now and it's so, so empowering. It really also, I think, helps us step up into you know, our own potential and see our own value. And I think that's something that especially women need to, to have and to be encouraged to have. If someone had told me how much fun and fulfilling and awesome podcasting is, even, you know, it is work. It's absolutely work, um, but it's so worth it. And I probably would have started sooner. I'm just so, so glad I finally did. Hello, this is Heather Osgood from Leap to Grow, which you can find at leaptogrow.com. I have had my podcast live for a couple of months. I just recorded my 15th episode. I had been guest hosting on a podcast for about a year, but it is wonderful to have my own podcast. I absolutely love it. Uh, for my mic, I use the Audio Technica ATR 2100, which I absolutely love. It's super affordable, and I think that the sound quality has been really, really great. 
The production tip I have for you is to use Auphonic. I produce my podcast in Audacity, which I really like. It's obviously a free platform, which is terrific. But what I like about Auphonic is that it levels everything out for you. So I've watched a gazillion videos about how you should you know, create systems to uh, really get that leveling out and get the sound perfect. And I really truthfully don't notice a big difference when I do all of those different things. But what I do notice is that when I import my my file into Auphonic, it does all the leveling. So I, I take my WAV file uh, that I have exported out of Audacity, I import or upload that um, to Auphonic and it creates my MP3 for me and it really does, I think, help with the sound quality. For me, the biggest podcasting challenge this year has definitely been getting my own podcast up and running. Because I had been guest hosting on a podcast for so long, I would record my episodes, I would send them over and um, it was super, super easy. And then when I actually got to creating my own podcast, I felt like the production and getting it started was a lot more complicated than I expected. And what I, I think I made a big mistake because I listened to too many different people. For instance, I listened to some of Pat Flynn's videos about how to start and then I listened to some John Dumas videos and then I just listened to some random people and it really created a lot of issues because everyone does things just a little bit differently. So my biggest piece of advice if you're getting started is pick somebody that you really like and then listen to all of their videos from A to Z about how to get up and running. One of the things I discovered as much as I absolutely love Pat Flynn, he is not a similar personality type to me. So he went into gross detail about everything. He kind of talks slowly and moves really slowly through the process. And when I moved over to John Dumas, he's much more of a bullet points kind of person. And that resonated with me a whole lot more. And I got a lot more out of his videos in about a quarter of the time. So I would really recommend finding someone that you really resonate with and then following that path that they have set up to get started. The other thing is when you're starting your podcast, make sure that you're watching videos or reading tutorials that are current because I had so many instances where somebody would say, oh, you should do this. You should use this program or that program. And I would go to look for it and it no longer existed. Um, so that was really frustrating. I didn't like that. But now that I have my podcast actually live, it really has been very simple. And I feel like I've got the production down and it happens really relatively quickly every week, which I absolutely love. So really, in my opinion, you just need to kind of push through the getting it started part. And then once you have a system that's going, it is much, much easier. So what do I wish that someone would have told me before I started podcasting, before I hit go? What I really wish that someone would have told me, and um, somebody did tell me, actually it was Jessica, that you don't need to edit the heck out of your podcast. So before I even started guest hosting, I started a podcast and I recorded about five different episodes. That podcast never did see the light of day, but I spent hours on it. I recorded the episode which took quite a while to develop my concepts, to record them. And then I literally spent upwards of four to six hours 
editing out every single little um or mistake, every little bit of uh, you know something that I didn't like, I would edit out. And I, I spent so much time doing that. And I wish that I would have known that really it's just better to record what it is that you want to say first instead of trying to go back and edit things out. The other thing that I think is really important is that when you listen to a podcast and you can tell that it has been very heavily edited, it's really not great to listen to, right? I don't think any of us really enjoy that. And when I say edited, I don't mean edit for quality. I don't mean that they, you know, really went in and created a very good listening experience. I mean, like you can tell they've spliced the heck out of their sentences. Nobody really likes that. And I think it's so important for us to realize as podcasters that we are not seeking perfection. People don't want to listen to a robot. And if you say the occasional um, or you say the filler word as we all do, that's okay if the message that you are sending is really resonating with the person on the other end. That's what's really most important. My biggest tip, I really think, is to just make sure that you know what it is that you want to say, say it, try your best not to say the filler words that you don't want to say, and then spend as little time as possible really going through and editing it. Because at the end of the day, I don't think it makes a big difference. And sometimes I think it can hinder the overall feel of your podcast. For me, the discovery of podcasts has been life-changing, I would say, because I really love audio. I have always loved audiobooks, and to me, to be able to have in the palm of my hand so much knowledge and to be able to connect with so many people across the world is absolutely phenomenal. I love the process of podcasting. I love recording podcasts. I love listening to podcasts, and I love being part of what I view as a worldwide discussion. I want to say thank you to Elsie and Jess because they have created a phenomenal group of primarily women who are creating awesome, awesome content and really, really supportive of one another. So thank you guys so much. I really, really appreciate it. And I will talk to you all soon. Hello, this is Heather Ordover from the annotated audiobook podcast, Craftlet which you can find at craftlit.com. I'm answering Elsie's questions for 2015, celebrating the end of the year and the beginning of a new year. Thank God. Question number one. What microphone do you use? I am on a blue baby bottle right now. I've also used an ATR2100, a Yeti, not the Pro, and back in the early days in 2006, several Plantronics gaming headsets that had excellent noise reduction built in. Question number two. What is the biggest podcasting production tip that you adore? I have to say Ophonic.com. A-U-P-H-O-N-I-C. Great customer service, great service. And it exports to Amazon S3, YouTube, my Dropbox, Libsyn, pretty much everywhere I want it to go. Question number three. What was your greatest podcasting challenge this year, and did you overcome it? That's an excellent question. My first greatest (laughs) podcasting challenge was getting over my frustration with NPR and mainstream media, and the way I got over it was by producing my commentary on Serial that I released last January. That actually made me feel much better. Kind of ridiculous, but there it is. 
just doing the research and finding out that I wasn't alone and that we need to pay attention to what is happening or we will go the way of all the independent radio stations that no longer exist. And it was a very fast death for those radio stations. So constant vigilance. My second greatest podcasting challenge this year has been finding new and better ways to market my podcast. And I don't think I have overcome it. I don't know if I ever will. I don't know if it's something that can be overcome. It's certainly a challenge, made even more so by the fact that NPR repurposed radio programs are taking up so much bandwidth at iTunes and Stitcher. So I don't know. Someday the procasts will be separated from the podcasts. Question four. What do you wish someone would have told you about podcasting before you hit go? That is an excellent question. Because realistically, if someone had told me just how much time it was going to take, I probably wouldn't have started. But if someone had told me how much there was to learn and how many amazing people I would meet by hosting a almost 10-year-long podcast, for that I would have said, sign me up. But I think two things, two things really I wish somebody had said. One is get a producer. Have someone who isn't you, that you can send your files to and have them give it a listen in case there are mistakes or glitches or things they don't understand or they think you say something stupid and you'll regret it if you let it out into the ethers. Having a producer, especially one who could edit the audio instead of just handing it back to you to fix yourself, that would be lovely. And I think I could have saved myself a whole lot of time and trouble if I had set that up in the beginning. Although I don't know who I would have asked, but but it's something to consider. The second thing is, if you're a female podcaster and you're lucky enough to live anywhere near a recording store or even something like Guitar Center, call in advance, find out who their microphone guy is. If you can talk to him before you go in, great, and I say him because I have yet to meet a female microphone person. Call in advance and make an appointment. You are going to want to go into their studio room with the mic guy, and at least four microphones. Bring a piece of text with you that you can read, and bring a thumb drive, because you're going to want to save this information. I did this, and it was one of the most important things I've ever done technologically with the podcast. And the reason I say this is especially something for women to do, is that almost every piece of information I have found on the internet that refers to microphones and good microphones and microphones that do this, that, or the other thing for your voice, they're almost entirely talking about men's voices, which are different. Men's and women's voices resonate at different frequencies for different reasons, so they're not the same. And while in a generic sense, an ATR2100 is an excellent mic, especially for the money, it doesn't make you sound great, but it does make you sound competent. However, if you wanted to get into audiobook narration or something like that, chances are you'll have to get a better mic. And that's tricky if you're female. So when I called our guitar center, I went in and I tried a Neumann. It's an almost $4,000 microphone that I got to test. The Shure, what is it, the MB57, uh, the microphone that Mark Marin uses that everybody says is such a great microphone. The Blue Baby Bottle that you're hearing me on now. And a Samson. Because I wanted to know the range From the high end all the way down to the low end, I wanted to hear my voice sound its best and its potentially worst so that I'd be able to pick something in the middle that I could afford. I learned so much that day. For one thing, I learned that a Neumann really does make you sound like butter. 
It's fabulous. But I also learned that there is a point at which you have to get off the internet and go and talk to actual humans. And that's it. Thank you, Elsie, Jess. Thank you, Elsie and Rob. Thank you, everyone at Libsyn for doing such an awesome job and giving us such a cool player right there for a Christmas present at the end of the year. Thank you for all your hard work. Thank you to everyone who listens to Craftlet. I hope your holidays are merry, bright, safe, and filled with love. And Happy New Year. Hey, everybody. This is Marta from Marta on the Move. Uh, my name is Marta Anise Mazzoni, and I am from Marta on the Move. You can find me at www.martaonthemove.com. I am answering these questions. I use a Audio Technica AT2020 condenser mic to record my podcast. It was the one that was affordable to me at the time, and I use two microphones to record, um, and they've been doing really well for me. The only challenge I have is that they pick up noise from everywhere, so it really has to be quiet when you record. My biggest podcasting production tip that I have adored, I have to say my biggest tip was record in bulk. Record and schedule as many people as you can on one day because A, you never know when someone's going to cancel on you. B, you want to just put them into one bulk sum and get them done. And it really, really, uh, it really, really helps to hear how you sound from podcast to podcast. And you know, it's so fresh in your mind when you bulk record like that. And it also alleviates a lot of, a lot of strain in other areas of your life. What was my biggest podcasting challenge this year? And did I overcome it? My biggest podcasting challenge this year was recording outside with my handheld Sony device on location at a place called Carry Furnace, where a lot of the information was snippets that I had to edit together to form one cohesive and enjoyable listen. I still haven't released it yet. Actually, I'm still working on it. Uh, but I think, I think it will, I think it will do well. I overcame it just from putting in the hours and really going back and listening to it, which I, I haven't done a lot. I've, I've really just let my podcast have a more organic feeling as of late. So going back and, and really having to edit it is, it, it kind of stifles it a little bit, but it definitely needed to be done. What do I wish someone would have told me about podcasting before I hit go? I wish someone would have told me. I, you know, this is going to sound weird, but I wish somebody would have told me what they liked about what I do or, or what they liked about myself as an interviewer, because I think that would have had me at the start going with things that I found interesting and fun, which I did at the beginning of the podcast. But now I'm at a point where I really want to focus on happiness of myself and the interviewer and just having a great time and, and really, really chasing after things that I, I am super interested in because it's definitely, it's definitely a hobby for me. I have a full-time job like most of us she podcasters and I'm nine to five and I do this for fun and, and I find it fun. I still love it. I still enjoy it, 
But I, uh, I, I wish another person would have told me that, but how were they to know? So they probably just figured it out themselves. Um, and I think that's it. Carry on. Onward, she podcasters. I hope to listen to all of your podcasts and I hope you listen to mine. www.martaonthemove.com. Twitter at I can't find Marta. Keep it moving, everybody. Hi there. This is Rhea Pector from Little Stories for Tiny People, a story podcast for small children, which you can find at littlestoriestinypeople.com. I began podcasting in October 2015, and I use a lovely spherical USB microphone called The Snowball, which my sister lent to me. The fact that she lent it to me was a significant show of support that I think I needed when my plans for the podcast were still kind of coalescing in my mind, and that small gesture has stayed with me. The podcasting production tip I adore most I got from my brother, who is a ridiculously talented musician who does his own production. He told me to put two fists between myself and the mic. Don't kiss the mic. He also told me to learn how to use the compressor effect. That's also a great tip. The biggest challenge for me this year was definitely managing the competing demands on my time of creating original content, which in my case means writing children's stories and dealing with things that are much less in my comfort zone, like developing a social media presence. Part of this comes down to a strange divide between what I see as my real audience, three-year-olds mostly, and the people who choose to press play on an episode, their parents, grandparents, babysitters, etc., I would love to be able to bypass the grown-ups and beam my episodes directly to small children, but that's not how it works. So I've had to balance these very different skill sets, and I'm still trying to find that balance. I have decided to split the podcast into seasons so that I can focus more on writing stories between each season and so that I don't have to force myself to always juggle everything. Long before I hit record, I wish someone had told me how podcasting would help me find myself. I've been a stay-at-home mom for several years, and I was feeling kind of untethered. I wish someone had told me that becoming a podcaster would give me this new ground beneath my feet and allow me to reconnect with some long-forgotten dreams of being a writer— If I'd known those things, I would have started podcasting a lot sooner. But I'm also kind of glad no one told me these things because discovering them for myself has been deeply satisfying. Hey there, my name is Summer Martin, and you can check me out on my podcast, The Unconventional Woman, on iTunes and Stitcher, as well as checking me out on my website at summercmartin.com. And I would like to share a little advice and words of encouragement for those who are podcasters or thinking about becoming one. Number one, welcome to the dark and fun side. You will have a fantastic adventure and journey. For starters, let me tell you about my microphone. 
I use an ATR2100 Audio-Technica. And as far as software is concerned, I use GarageBand for recording by myself. And when I am actually having conversations with other people, I like to use Skype with Call Recorder. And the sound quality and and just everything works really well utilizing Skype and Call Recorder. Now, I admit I do outsource my editing, and that is done by an awesome woman by the name of Jen Eds. Please check her out with 317 Sound Designs, but she makes sure that all of my episodes sound superb, so I thank her for that. And I also outsource scheduling my episodes, and I do that through a website and company called Buffer. Highly recommend that just to help you stay on top of getting your episodes and, and any social media posts out there in, in one knockout round and then you can just walk away and it's done and you can set the scheduling to your specifications. In terms of just challenges, I would say initially it it was rough with content creation. You are your worst critic always, at least with me, that's the case. And I was always looking for that perfect time, perfect topic, perfect everything. And and there's really no such thing. And so when you are moved and inspired to record or start a show, just go with it. You're going to fumble, you're going to fall, you're going to fail, you're going to suck, but it's all going to be amazing because guess what? You're learning as you go. So I would say content creation was something that I totally got behind the concept, wrapped myself around it and let, you know, the magic take its course and you will get better as you continue to go. So just do it. If there was anything that I wish I knew early on in podcasting, it would probably be the importance of just stacking your episodes and interview stories, whatever you're recording, just have an inventory on deck. That way you don't have that pressure of, oh my God, I'm releasing this week and I don't have anything. But if you can manage to stay ahead of your recordings and have several locked, ready to go, that in itself, the peace of mind is, is worth it. And so I would encourage you to definitely take some time to just record and iron it out and have your inventory in check. I'd like to also send a shout out to She Podcast. Thank you for this amazing community that you have created. Jessica and Elsie, you are fantastic. And if I could leave you with another words of advice, and that is reach out to the community podcasters are super supportive. You're not alone. So don't feel that way. But if you can find a community such as Sheet Podcast or any other podcasting community that may strike your fancy or curiosity, touch touch base. Say hello. Anyway, rock on and I look forward to hearing your shows. Hello, this is Andrea Clunder from The Creative Imposter, which you can find at thecreativeimposter.com. I use an MXL 990 microphone. For my solo episodes, I plug the mic directly into a Zoom H4n audio recorder. For interviews, I run the mic through a Behringer mixer in one channel and then run my computer into a separate channel in the mixer using a USB interface. Then the board runs into the Zoom. 
I do this so I can mix and edit the two halves of the conversation separately in case our volume levels aren't quite the same or there's background noise on one end but not the other. Ecamm call recorder on Skype is my backup recording, though I've only had to use that once because I forgot to make space on my memory card in the Zoom. Whoops. Biggest challenge this year has just simply been launching, just doing it, taking the leap and shipping it, as Seth Godin would say, even though I didn't feel prepared, even though I hadn't completed the learning curve, even though my opt-in funnels on my website weren't and still aren't quite right, even though I wasn't sure whether anyone would listen or care, except maybe my mom. There's nothing really I wish anyone had told me that they didn't before I hit go. I did so much podcast research and read, watched, listened to infinite tutorials on podcasting. So instead, the thing I wish I would have listened to is creating a clear strategy for marketing and promoting the show and then implementing it. It has been more challenging to get people to listen, subscribe and review than I ever imagined. Still working on that. My biggest podcasting production tip is to follow your gut. Don't copy what everyone else is doing or try to sound a certain way. I've heard myself mimicking my favorite podcasters completely unintentionally and feeling like I had to ask specific questions or structure my interviews in a particular way. And now I think I've finally found the right balance for me between pre-production, being prepared, having a plan, talking points, knowing what I want to get out of each interview or each solo episode, and speaking off the cuff, going with the flow of the conversation conversation and exploring tangents when it feels right. Then I trust my editing process to pull out the best content for my listeners. I guess that means tell your own stories in your own way and give your best to your audience. Hi there. I'm Courtney from Chicks with Flicks, which is a podcast where ladies look at movies aimed at guys, dudes, and bros of the world. And you can find us at chickswithflicks.libsyn.com. Originally, we were using the mic on my little iPad to record, but now we've upgraded to an Apogee Mic 96K. It's small, portable, and plugs right into our iPad, so it's great if you don't want to spend a lot of money on super fancy audio equipment. Some things that have been helpful for our productions would be definitely using the compression feature on Audacity and we found that the G drive, having access for all of our hosts to get on that drive, has been helpful with scheduling and picking out which shows we're going to do. We started the show in August of 2015, but we've been friends for a long time before that. And that our history gives us like great chemistry, but it also gives us our biggest challenge, which is relying a lot on inside jokes. Uh, so we've been working really hard to not focus on doing things that just we find funny and start trying to make it more relatable to everybody who listens to our show. Something I wish somebody had told us before we started was you can read all the books and articles that you want on podcasting, but if you're not a part of a community like She Podcasts or some of the other Facebook groups or Twitter lists or all the other places on the internet. It's not nearly as productive or fun or rewarding. Books just can't give you that kind of feedback. So thanks for listening and I hope you'll check out our show. Hello, She Podcasters. This is Ginger from the Outlander Podcast, which you can find at www.outlanderpod.com. 
we are kind of microphone promiscuous. Uh, it took us a while to find or hear about these and then finally commit. But we now use, uh, when recording uh, the two of us, we now use two ATR2100s and previously uh, probably three or four different others that uh, we've graduated or moved on from condenser to dynamic and we are much happier. (laughs) Uh, The biggest uh, production tip, well, besides getting a dynamic mic that works well for us, I think for myself, since I do most of the post-production, definitely it's workflow and what has, it's been tightened up. It's been certain the last uh, two years, but we've now become more focused on what we actually need to do. And I think it's a little bit faster though sometimes, I wonder. But the biggest tip we got this year was uh, from Ray Ortega, who suggested that we look into Alphonic. And uh, ever since we began to use that, we've been in love. So our biggest uh, production tip that we adore this year, 2015, has been discovering and using Ophonic. Our biggest challenge this year, um, we had a little more travel, so that was a little bit harder to manage. But by far the biggest challenge we've had has come from starting our second podcast. So we kept one as weekly. The other one was not really on any schedule until we committed to doing our content and what we're doing now. And our new podcast follows a different series, the All Souls Trilogy by Deborah Harkness, and that that is the All Souls podcast. So we're very original when it comes to naming, <laughs> to naming our podcasts. So that challenge has been, uh, it's more of a scheduling, hmm? no, it's scheduling and juggling because both of us with full-time jobs, and one weekly podcast, add on another one that you just play around with and it is just dabble with until you commit to doing some sort of schedule. So we've settled with bi-weekly for now and uh, it's still a lot. That's the biggest challenge. So I would definitely recommend sticking with one, but uh, two is fun and um, it's been great fun engaging a completely, for the most part, completely separate audience. Uh, other fan. It's a really fun. What do we wish someone may have told us before we hit go? Well, that's a good question. I don't know if Alphonic existed beforehand, but it, I think if we could have done one, added one thing or done one thing differently over two years ago, we probably would have started with different mics, probably wouldn't have started at the kitchen table, although it was very homey. I think if someone would have just given us a word that have faith, have faith, have fun, and and enjoy it because sometimes it can seem, and it is work, but we do enjoy it, but sometimes it can seem a little overwhelming when you're doing your full-time job plus two podcasts and keeping everything separate and keeping everything straight. It's really difficult and it's kind of embarrassing when you open with your longer running podcast's name and you are and you have a guest on your second podcast and uh, you have to re- <laughs> scramble back and do a reopener. Uh, people are, are forgiving, but um, probably just to enjoy it. We've had some incredible opportunities and we have enjoyed it, but we 
had absolutely no clue where uh, where it could lead to, and it's led to some amazing friendships and um, opportunities. So, I think the biggest things someone we wish someone could have told us would have been, which for the mo- most part we have, uh, to be open and and enjoy it because it will go by very fast. So we wish you a very happy holidays and a belated happy Hanukkah and uh, all the best for 2016. Hello there, this is Catherine Bright from Podcast Divas, which you can find at podcastdivas.com and also from the Changeability Podcast, which you can find at brilliantlivinghq.com, as well, of course, as on iTunes and Stitcher. So the microphone I use is the Audio-Technica 2100 USB. And I think this is a great microphone because it gives you good value for money and provides a good quality of sound for a very reasonable cost. Now, the biggest podcasting production tip that I adore and that I use all the time is Orphonic. You can run your edited audio through Orphonic and it will level up or level out the sound levels. So that can save you a little bit of time in the editing. If you've got more than one person speaking on your podcast, you may have a guest or there may be you and a co-host and it just helps level out those sound levels. So you don't have to worry about that too much when you're editing your show. It's a great tool. You get a certain amount free usage a month I think it's two hours and after that you can pay for what you want to use over and above that but it is very reasonable and a great thing to use so that's orphonic as in a-u-p-h-o-n-i-c now the greatest podcasting challenge I faced this year is starting a second podcast I already had the Changeability podcast, which is a self-help personal development type podcast with people trying to manage their mind who want to make changes in their lives. And I co-host that with my husband, Julian, and it's a weekly podcast. And we've been doing pretty well with it. It's, you know, it's going very well. We won an award this year for best self-help podcast in the UK, which was fantastic. So we really wanted to keep it going and keep it going on a very regular basis. And then I thought it would be a great idea to start another podcast. And it actually proved to be quite a challenge to fit it in, actually physically fit in the time to do it. How did I overcome it? Well, I overcame it by working a lot of long hours and just getting on and doing it basically. But That leads me to the fourth point, which is what do you wish someone would have told you about podcasting before you hit go? Well, before I started podcastdivas.com, I think I wished, and somebody may have told me this, but I probably didn't take any notice. Someone would have said, look, it's your podcast. It's totally up to you how you do it. So although there's so much good advice out there, which is great to listen to, things like, uh, be consistent. You'll you'll do much better if you have a weekly show. Start with lots several episodes at once. Keep that show coming every week if you can, or every fortnight, every two weeks, whatever it is that you want to do. Yes, that is all fantastic advice, which I would go along with. But I would also say that 
I've come to the point now where I realise it is my podcast. It's my podcast and if I want to do a show every 10 days or every two weeks or every three weeks, then that's fine. I can do it. It's up to me. It's my show. There are no set rules. Okay, I may not get as many downloads or as many followers or subscribers. But on the other hand, you have to do what fits in with your life and what's realistic for you. Now, that's the position I'm in now. And that doesn't mean that I'm always going to be in this position, because obviously, I'm hoping that I am going to get on more of an even keel with it. And I'm going to get to a more regular schedule. But whether I do or not, I just wish someone had said, it's your podcast, do what you like. Don't worry so much about what everybody else says. So yeah, that's it. And I just would like to thank you, Elsie and Jessica, for this opportunity to talk to you wonderful, lovely ladies out there and everybody in the She Podcast community, because I love you all. So thanks a lot. And it's bye from me, Catherine. Hi, this is Tatiana Gray from the Angel Investing Podcast, which you can find at angelinvestingpodcast.com. For my microphone, I use ATR2100 USB mic. And the biggest podcasting production tip that I have for anybody out there is to use a company, a production company that can help you launch your podcast and run it. I use Fullcast. It's uh, fullcast.co and Harry that runs it. He made my life absolutely easy um, by running my podcast. And the greatest challenge for me this year was launching. And uh, I overcame it. I launched in October of 2015 after a couple months of preparation. And of course, my production company made it pretty easy for me to prepare and to launch, even though it was still a daunting task. And um, and as far as what I wish I knew before I launched, I wish I knew how much work it is, uh, regardless of whether you use a production company or not. My podcast is interview-based, and I want each episode to sound very conversational, but there is a lot of preparation that goes into it. I research each of my guests. I look at their LinkedIn, their social media, um, their their own websites, and based on what I read, um, I prepare my interview questions. I try to have conversations with my guests before they come on the show as well um, to figure out what would be the best type of flow and tone of the conversation. So I wish I knew that even for a conversational interview-based podcast, the host has to put in a lot of preparation work to make the podcast show sound really good. So that's um, my biggest tip. And I want to thank you, She Podcast, for creating this particular episode and for giving the voice to so many women podcasters out there. Thank you. Hey, this is Ingrid Wood from the Balance Room Musicpreneur Podcast, which you can find on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud, or you can just go to my website, IngridWood.com. Wood is spelled W-O-O-D-E. The microphone that I use for podcasting, it's a condenser microphone made by the Blue Microphone brand. The model is called Baby Bottle. <laughs> Definitely doesn't look exactly like a baby bottle, but sort of similar, but it's my, my trusty, dusty microphone. Um, my, my greatest, uh, biggest 
biggest podcasting production tip, I would have to say it's my resource where I go. I could narrow it down to just one tip, but but where I usually go, it's a podcast called the Podcasters Roundtable, and they share information, everything from tech advice to ways to go about to try to find your audience. So it's a really, really helpful um, resource for me. My biggest uh, challenge this year was really just starting for so long. I really wanted just to do a podcast and, um, but I was just feeling like, did anybody want to hear my voice? And does anybody want to hear what I have to share and talk about and was going back and forth about it. And I finally just decided just record episode one and upload it. And that's what I did. I, but I, I really wish that I would have had somebody to tell me uh, beforehand to say it might have been a good idea to have three to five episodes in my pocket ready to go before I upload episode one, because it just it sometimes it feels like a never ending cycle between uh, coming up with topics for a podcast, recording it, editing it, uploading it. And then the cycle begins as soon as it ends. But um, I want to thank She Podcasts for this opportunity. I wish everybody a happy new year and stay balanced. Hey there, she podcasters and any cool dudes listening in. This is Natalie Ekdahl of Biz Chicks Podcast, where I interview amazing female entrepreneurs, the majority of which you have never heard of before. You can find me at bizchicks.com and that's B-I-Z-C-H-I-X.com. I'm coming to you on my Heil PR30 mic. And note that that's the PR30, not the PR40. Many male podcasters recommend and endorse the PR40, and it's awesome for their voices. It makes a deep, rich sound. Uh, But my husband was noticing that my voice was sounding quite deep compared to the normal voice he's used to hearing. And we were able to talk to a Heil rep at a conference, and she suggested the PR30 for female voices. So if you're shopping for a mic and want to compare some, maybe check out the difference between the two with your voice. This year, I really struggled with staying interested in my podcast. I was starting to get bored of interviewing. And while I truly think that every woman has an interesting story to share, some were starting to sound the same. So I decided to mix things up by doing a series this summer called Social Media Summer Camp. And what I did was I repurposed some of my previous interviews into fresh shows. For example, I had interviewed three different women about Twitter. They're all three experts in social media and Twitter. I pulled clips from each of their original interviews and put them into one new show with me talking in between the clips and also sharing how I use Twitter in my business. These episodes did not save me any time. In fact, they take about three to four times as long as just a a normal interview um, episode, but creatively, they were very fulfilling. I enjoyed the the opportunity to figure out how to blend the clips. First of all, I had to find the right clips that I wanted to use, and then to figure out how to put them together into a cohesive episode was uh, creatively very fun to do. And I had the unexpected benefit of multiple guests, the the three guests promoting one episode. And so that was really great and, uh, and really helped grow my numbers this summer. I also liked putting things into a series from that experience and did the same this fall with a series on masterminding, which combines solo episodes from me and interviews on Blab. So that was another way I kept it interesting for myself was trying out a new platform. After almost two years and over 200 episodes released, 
I've learned I need to plan for some breaks to refresh myself. So in 2016, I'm going to do three different series with 10 to 12 episodes each, and I'll be taking at least two full months off, including all of December. I know now that in December, I want to have put the podcast to bed by the end of November and uh, and December, take the whole month off and just focus on wrapping up uh, business items and focusing on my family and the holidays. Looking back, I wish someone had told me I don't have to air every interview that I conduct. In the beginning, I released a few interviews that I was not happy with, and the result was feedback that my audience either did not like the guest or did not connect with them. I have three interviews I conducted but never aired. My job, I feel, is to protect my audience and provide them with the best content possible. And I also try to keep in mind that if I air an interview I don't feel good about, it might be the first episode someone ever hears from my show and may cause them not to listen further. One of my biggest tips is to look at how you can group your episodes on your website so people can discover subjects that interest them easier. For example, I have interviewed a number of women in tech. If you go to bizchicks.com tech, you can see the 14 women I have interviewed in this industry with links to their episodes. This has also worked well for me with the two series I have done thus far. At the end of the series, I create a series landing page that has all the episodes in one place. So for my mastermind series, if you go to bizchicks.com slash mastermind series, you can uh, see all the episodes in that series. So this has made it really great for sharing on social media. So tweeting out groups of episodes with what they're all on one page. And so people are searching by subject, they're coming to a page with just not just one episode, but multiple episodes to to choose from. Thank you, Jessica and Elsie, for creating such an amazing community. I think I've been a member since there were about two or 300 women in the group. And now you're, I think, approaching or at or beyond 2,500 women, which is just incredible and a testament to the uh, type of safe space that you've created for all of us. So thank you so much for for building that for us and, and creating the culture that you've created in the group. One of the highlights of my podcasting year was getting to meet both of you in person at New Media Expo in Las Vegas and getting to chat with you, share meals with you, brainstorm with you was just incredible. And so I just want everyone to know that hasn't had the opportunity to meet you both in person that what you hear on their podcast is how Jess and Elsie are in real life. And uh, and so it was so fun to, uh, to get to have that time with you guys. And I also want to thank all of you She Podcasters. I love listening to you. I get inspired from you. I love learning from you. I hope you all have the most amazing podcasting year in 2016. How about that, Jess? Amazing insights. It's really it, wasn't really. it so great and inspiring to hear so many love these episodes. And they totally went out of their way to give some in, insane yes. just uh, that should be like it. If you want to start a podcast, you need to listen to this episode over and over and over again. If you ever, I had a really good idea actually while we were pretending to listen to it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Well, you can tell me afterwards because we have to do. I know it, so. we don't have to. You can even edit this out if you want, Elsie. Okay. But um, yes, I mean, amazing insights, and I just want to thank everyone who participated. And if you didn't participate, it's okay because we may do another one soon, or you'll have to wait till next year. Um, but maybe we could do a Valentine's Day love podcasting or something. Who knows? Yeah, that maybe that would be really great because these I are really, really like these episodes. These are really, really fun. So 
Um, yes. So they remember if you're ready to get started and have some of the, you know, and, and not be alone because a lot of the ladies or and gents have mentioned that, you know, they needed support, they needed accountability, they didn't know how to launch or they were in the process of launching and it took them forever. That's like some of the biggest challenges. Podcasting School for Women can really help you with that. Jess and I are really mm-hmm. in everybody's faces there as much as we can and helping you get going and started and helping you get over those like roadblocks that you don't want to do yourself. So today is the last day of our sale, December 28th. Um, please go to the shop. Don't overthink it too much. Just like, just do it. So shepodcast.com slash shop and use the coupon code gift 2015, uh, for that. So, you know, that's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you guys so much. Yes. So here's to an amazing 2016 ladies and gents. And you know, we could have not done it without you truly. Yes. Truly, truly, truly. Y'all are so amazing. Thank you so much for supporting us and being part of our community. It really means a lot. Yes. Go She Podcast. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Remember, if you want to do podcasting your way, do it upright. And head on over to podcastingschoolforwomen.com. Changing the world, one episode at a time.